0: So, uh, he said to him, it's not a dad bod, it's a father
1: figure. Clearly. That's me. That's me.
2: Hey-oh. Yeah. My mic sound nice. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Welcome.
0: Welcome <laughs> to <laughs> this week's episode of the Vexed. Intellect,
1: I am, yeah, (laughs) 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 that too. (laughs) All the (laughs) T's,
0: I am Juan Wick.
1: (laughs) You're the Mexican John Wick. That's
2: That's
1: right, right. (laughs) right. I like like that one. I like Juan Wick. That might be the funniest (laughs) one in a long time. (laughs) Maybe Landish Tribularious. Landish Tribularious. was fucking funny. It was fucking funny, yeah. It was fucking funny,
3: actually. I <laughs> <Hey, Even>.
4: you. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
5: Lord. I'm glad I missed that i last week. I
3: was like, I'm this going. This is corny, bro. This is, this is Jared Dam. Jared Dam. <laughs> I am Maybe back. Maybe it's trash. Yeah. It's
1: trash. Fuck y'all. I'm working on it, though.
2: You want to introduce yourself?
1: I'll shoot. Jameson St. James. <laughs> that, too.
2: And your boy, T.O. Where's the W in boy, what deal? Say, yeah. Your yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's a B O I. What a state. Are you cheating your kid? It's B W O I. Oh, it's your boy. Your yeah. boy. Yeah. 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 That is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right.
0: And we are the vexed intellect. Sorry, folks. There has been some uh, <laughs> frothy and non frothy uh, libations <laughs> poured this evening. So. Get ready. A little loose.
3: I'm not apologizing. I needed
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. We were searching. You did. It's, a, it's been a
3: rough week. Um,
0: yeah. Search and destroy mission. So, so, should we just
1: go with how your week is?
0: Go ahead oh, and get great. it started. Great. So, you're so, right. Yeah, um, How's your week, guys? <laughs> My week's been rough.
1: Um, Damn. No. Damn. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's
3: <laughs> Tell us <laughs> you know about Don't it. No, would be more positive because because t- To go. had a had there a we shitty go. week last week, and that man was still positive on the on the intro. So hey,
1: everybody hey. can't be a everybody can't be a boy though.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: And I, ain't. Hey, I just, ain't just be you.
2: They're yeah. going fifty miles an hour on a spare tie Some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we back now, though. Hey, oh, we, we back. Uh, Having a
3: better week, so I'm gonna have a better week because there of that. We go. Yeah, there we go. And, and one thing is, you know, daddy is over. Brooklyn's fever has subsided. You know, damn, we, that was a long fever, man. I tell you how many days, man? It's like a week. <laughs> a lot of, lot of, lot of tears. Wow, mostly mine. But, uh, <laughs> no. Of course, yeah. But okay. we good,
0: we good. Awesome, good for you. Yeah, boy.
2: How was your week, man? Oh, my week was uh better than last week. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, new tire back on, spare back in the trunk. We we rolling. We in this thing. All right, Jameson
3: Saint James. How was your? Oh, week? it's
1: my turn. Yeah. Talk about my week it's again. My turn. <laughs> it's Oh, everybody gotta get the vocals on, huh? <laughs> Clearly. So uh yeah, I'm having a good week. I have nothing to say. Started yoga yesterday. Been yoga ing right, right. Yogi ing for the Yo, last couple days. Juan
3: give you the give you the eye, but you know what? Hey, whatever it takes, man. I'm I'm with it. I'm, Got I'm a yogi.
4: Fuck, fuck
1: y'all, man. <laughs> I'm, I, I, Not I, you. I meant your you, boy. Yeah. And uh Juan. <laughs> Juan Juan, Juan. <laughs>
3: One week? That's it for me. How was your week?
1: I waiting. have
0: had an absolutely amazing week. All right. Um, All right. Went to the draft party last week. Thanks uh, to my guy. Thank you, sir. Hey. Uh, Atlanta Hawks draft party at the uh, State Farm Arena. That was actually a pretty, pretty dope experience. It cool. Look lit AF. Yeah, it was. Great time. <laughs> was
2: you was you
3: litter than you was at the? Uh... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was much litter, litter. <laughs> much litter this then time.
1: Litter than where?
3: Then you know it, when you was at the Megan, uh, Megan Megan the Body or, Stallion. or St- Stallion.
1: I
0: Don't get much more litter <laughs> than that. I don't get litter <laughs> than that. Uh, yeah, that's a stretch. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Hey, yoga reference stretch. Uh. Uh. <laughs> 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 nah, man, it's been a great week great week i've worked from home twice uh it's been all good all right all good all right let's get into our sponsor for the week
3: (laughs) oh it's gonna be good i wasn't ready
0: Ooh, doggy. Howdy, folks. Paul here from Paul's Used Dogs. (laughs) Did that old dog of yours run away again? Did the family pet transition off with Jesus? (laughs) (laughs) Do you need an emotional support animal? Well,. Get on down here, boy, to Paul's Used Dogs, (laughs) where we have the best selection in town. Now, unlike other used (laughs) commodities that depreciate in value as soon as you take them off the lot, a used dog is actually one of the best investments a family can make. I guarantee it. Fourth of July is right around the corner. Buy American. We got... (laughs) Alaskan Malamute, Boston Terrier, Chesapeake Bay Retriever. (laughs) And if buying local ain't your thing, we've got German Shepherds, (laughs) British Bulldogs, and Mexican Chihuahua. You won't be disappointed, I guarantee you. We even offer a five-year, that's dog years, warranty and a three-day money-back guarantee. No questions return policy. Hell, we'll even take care of the shots and take a shot with you before you go. Woo doggy. That's Paul's used
1: dogs. I didn't hear Paul mention uh, African dogs like uh, Borbles or Rhodesian Ridgebacks. They, they get black dogs in there.
0: Hashtag Dob don't shop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our word of the day oh. eel. Yeah. Hold on. Let me make sure I don't blow our eardrums out with the. Uh, Drum roll this time. Whoops. Let's
1: see. All right. Good effort. See what I'm saying?
0: Nudioistertion. I'm sorry, what? Nudiastertion. Okay. It is an adjective. And this one's pretty good because it pertains to the day before yesterday. So you know how we literally say the day before yesterday? Well, there's yeah. an actual term for that. Oh. Nudiastertion.
3: Uh, I'm not going to remember that T.O. because you're good at putting the words in Think about nudes oh, okay. a Nudie I'm, I'm with you now okay.
0: a Nudie
4: You <laughs> <laughs> <Shit. laughs> ain't going to forget that shit <laughs> Locked in now, Locked in now.
1: Uh, A selfie that's nude yeah, Nudiest <laughs>
0: Alright a uh, couple fun facts Well first off the day <laughs> <laughs> Duh Is June 27th what 2019 it it? Uh, What now The I'm day before yesterday
2: the nudiestership.
0: Oh, don't don't do that. Uh, pertaining to the day before yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, today is June twenty seventh, two thousand nineteen. Couple fun facts about today. On this day in nineteen, excuse me, sixteen fifty two. Fuck. New Amsterdam, now New York City, All right? Enacts the first speed limit law in
1: North America. Mm. So what 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 year was it?
0: 1692.
1: 1652. Is this for horses and buggies and shit or what? I got the horses <laughs> in the back. <laughs> wow. 1890,
0: George Dixon becomes the first black boxing champ. Uh bantamweight. Oh, hey. Skip all the way to 1967, the world's first ATM is installed in Enfield, London. 1979, Supreme Court rules employers may use quotas to help minorities. 1994, Aerosmith becomes the first major band to let fans download a full new track from the internet, from Mm. Al Gore's internet. Mm. (laughs) Thank you, Al Gore. And lastly, 2008, Bill Gates steps down as chairman of Microsoft to work full time for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Did you guys see uh, on Netflix the David Letterman show? Where he uh, interviewed Melinda Gates. No, yes, no. fascinating. The Kanye one was actually pretty good too. If y'all haven't watched, yeah,
1: that. I mean it's it's on my watch list. What is it called? Our, our guest this
0: week or something like that? My guest um, this week.
1: Up next, something, yeah, something like that. My yeah. guest up next. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to give an honorable mention because we record as you, some of you guys know we've mentioned before. We record on Tuesdays. Don't tell uh, the secret. Okay, we've already said it before. Yeah, I know. All right, cool. I was about to say. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> uh, you know, Anthony Bourdain. It's the anniversary of his death. Yeah, he died on Tuesday. Michael on Jackson, June twenty fifth. Yeah. yeah, and Michael Jackson too. Oh yeah. Was, no 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 Michael no no. It's no, no, no. well, not
0: Michael Jackson too. Don't. <laughs> that's poor. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yes. That's true. So, that's right. Catch in myself. And Farrah Fawcett. I, I had to catch myself. And Farrah Fawcett.
1: Hey, I'm all a foodie. All, I'm all a foodie, I guess. guys. I guess. I'm a travel foodie guy. Sorry guys.
3: Sorry, I'm a big MJ fan, but you know what? All of them are missed. But the reason,
1: but the reason why I was bringing that up more so not because they are missed, but because the topic today is related to mm, that. Mm. Oh, so, a second one. It wasn't really about uh, oh. just who died See, today.
3: You be you be thinking, man. Yeah. Sorry. I yeah. was just I didn't mention that part. No, no. no.
1: Shout out to Michael Jackson Fair Poster too. See, man, you thinking.
3: <laughs> see, I got you. I got you. All right, man.
1: That is a great time. <laughs> <laughs> 4 to get into
0: First things
4: first.
0: 5. There we go.
3: All right, we start first with Cardi B uh cardi b was indicted last friday on multiple felony charges i I believe it was about 14 charges um from a brawl at a new york strip club that happened last august according to news reports um at this point yo does this this tarnish the, the 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 shine of the crown of the queen in this, in this sense, with with these, these for
1: for me or for the for the masses, I for refuse masses. to comment on so,
0: the grounds that it may incriminate me. The last time I said <laughs> anything about Cardi B, they were upset, so, so I am muting
1: myself. <laughs> so for me, uh, if drugging guys and taking their money didn't incriminate her, then I would say this probably will
2: not either. Yeah. Probably. So. Yeah, and she actually admitted that. <laughs> yeah, she said, "Hey, I did it."
3: Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: So, that's it for me.
3: Yeah. Well, you know what? The the fans are going to be loyal to her. We know this. Okay.
1: We all knew Boy. she was trash.
3: Oh, shit. Jameson St. James said that. <laughs> and
1: Don't suck her out
3: for they <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Next topic. Two. Cool. Four. Okay. Um. Trump the Trump allegations <laughs> with um, Trump has new sexual uh, misconduct allegations with E. James Carroll, a news reporter, In an exclusive interview with the with the Hill. The president vehemently denied these allegations this hour after Carroll's detailed um, alleged incident during a cable news interview. Um, he told her that he said first that she's not his type, and second that. <laughs> That this did not happen, and more allegations on the on the president. I know we try to stay away from this, but this is it's starting to become an epidemic. Your thoughts,
2: guys?
1: It's not gonna make a difference.
2: Yeah, I was just about to say that. My, my thoughts exactly. <laughs> the, the I think it's fucked up.
1: On. I think it's fucked up, and I think that uh, it's probably true. There's some truth to the story. Whether it's true that she was raped, or whether it's true that whatever the story is, there's some truth to it. Uh, but, um, you know, as folks utilize timing, uh, to get away from or get out of these types of allocations, you know, why didn't she say about it, something about it before, you know, why so, is she bringing it up now? You know, that's, that's the scapegoat. And so if he can grab them, he can do whatever he wants. And
3: I think, I think the timing really hurt, um, with, you know, the Stormy Daniels thing, because they set on that right around the election time. I think yep. that's, the, that's the problem. So it, it seems like an opportunity He can make that He can twist that it's And right trend. now
2: I'm hearing like Nothing can happen to him Right now While he's president Except Anyway why. Except why. So they can keep coming With all the allegations They want Like mm. he can't Nothing can happen right now or They can't well, charge him Or I think It's at, at why he's a sitting president
1: it's, it's different Different conversation
0: Did y'all see the video uh, Anderson Cooper Had the accuser On his show Did y'all see that video and It was one of the weirdest Hold on I'm gonna play a clip the weirdest shit you will ever see. Hold on.
2: You don't feel like a victim.
0: I was not thrown on the ground and ravished, which
3: <laughs> the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not.
4: This was not sexual. It just. It. it hurt.
3: It just. What. It just.
5: You know. Well, I think most people think of rape as a. I mean, it is a violent assault.
2: It is not. I a think
3: sexual. most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm.
2: Let's oh. take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're going to take a, sh- a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side.
4: You're fascinating to talk to. Whoa, <laughs> oh.
0: hey You can switch gears. <laughs> <on>. Bro. <laughs> oh, wow. First off, did y'all hear how quick uh, Anderson was trying to get out of Yo, there? He was, he was like, "Wait, trying to lead it. Yo. You agreed to come on to talk
1: about rape, <laughs> and now you're saying it wasn't, it wasn't rape.
0: We're going to take a break. I think I,
1: think I right. caught her point. But it kind of bastardized her whole statement.
2: Yeah, and that last little bit oh, was that, just weird. That was yeah. weird. Oh Do man. you do you awkward. want
1: Anderson? Maybe she's awkward because of what happened to her.
2: You're fascinating to talk to. No, nah, they they gonna talk about that. She's gonna be banned from all. Hey, uh, she she CNN? just she just took
1: an L for her whole platform. <laughs> yep. She did.
2: That was she, it. That was that, it. That, that like was I bad. said a minute ago, he's
1: gonna bad. find bad. a way to weasel out. That was all period.
3: Bad. All right, we're gonna move on. Um, we're <laughs> kind of sticking with with, with Trump because um, you know, on Monday. Trump uh, unveiled sanctions against the Ayatollah in Iran, uh, the top ruler and spiritual guide to many uh, Iranians, um, along with eight um, military um, commanders as well. These new sanctions, um, Iran kind of vows that that's that's the end of the diplomacy at this point in time. Um, based on that, are, are we are we legit headed for war? Yep,
0: duh.
1: This is his. No, war. it's not. Yep, it's yep. Oh, <laughs> I hate y'all for hating my shit <laughs>
3: But no I mean so is There's there is no way around it at this point right No I don't
1: think so We're not headed for war Because if Donald Trump shows you anything He should have bombed their ass The day They bombed our drone Right he's a pussy You know no offense to anybody But he's a pussy
0: This is his war uh, If you think about it uh had H W Bush mm-hmm. Gulf War,
2: yeah,
0: and Clinton. Alright, let's get the economy back straight. You know, after war, and you had W. You know, after nine eleven, I went back to finish the job in oh. Afghanistan. Everybody got and Obama. One. You know, so it's it's the the natural progression of things. Every other president has to
1: have a war. And uh, yeah, had Ironically, uh, yeah, I'm talking about uh, major yeah. well, wars, yeah. like not to. Bosnia was like, yeah, yeah, I
0: get you. I get yeah, you. but yeah, I mean, he had Kosovo too,
1: but okay, yeah, but they were like, <clears throat> you know, white people, uh, um, ethnic cleansing, so they had to do something,
2: yeah, potential mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. term. So he got to go out with, he got to have a war on his, uh,
1: you know, not like they're gonna do something in Sudan, but you know, hey, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, for the, I mean, I just wanted to drop that.
3: No, no, you you right to do that. All right, let's move on to the next two, one. all right, um. We're going to talk about the migrant kids in the uh, around the border area. Um, looks like uh, AP originally reported last Thursday that kids had gone weeks without adequate food, water, um, and sanitation. Um, after that report, it looks like the government moved most of those kids from that that that, um, that border patrol station. Um, more than three hundred kids were moved. Um, still, thirty remain in that facility. So, um, at this point in time. Um, um, John Sanders, the, the acting um, customs and border protection um commissioners resigning. You know, this this is a mess. Is, is all, all this done because AP just cracked the story. This has nothing to do with human decency whatsoever.
1: Correct. Yeah. No one cares about decency or about um you know, it's a class thing, right? Yeah. So, you know, we look at it often in the black community as you know, they don't care about black folks. They don't care about Mexicans. But really they just don't care about anybody. Anybody that's not them. It's not always race. Sometimes it's uh, class. And so these folks uh, unfortunately represent a threat to some perceived station. Not perceived, but from the majority rule of the uh, ruling class. And uh, this is the uh, outcome.
3: Do you think now that um AP did a great job of reporting this. Do you think now that things may change going forward, maybe public sentiment changes now?
0: No. Uh what do you guys think about uh, AOC calling it an internment? Um, excuse me, uh, uh, concentration camp. I I,
3: I don't I, I don't feel comfortable with her using that that comparison, but in a sense it's probably not that much different, honestly. <laughs>
0: Keep in mind a concentration camp is not where the killing was done to the Jews. Those are two separate things, but you know, that was, that was where the detainment happened. So her argument was you're detaining these people. You're keeping the lights on. You aren't giving them toothbrushes. soap, the basic necessities Yeah, and you're
1: giving them aluminum blankets. I think what she does is she, um, unfortunately, um, Good or bad, she shines a a light, you know, on circumstances that may not necessarily be true, right? I get it. Like the circumstances are fucked up, but to call what's happening there an internment camp, which is, you know, to harken back to the days of the World War, uh, with the Jewish concentration camps, uh, I just think it's it's false because the folks in the concentration camp were hoarded in because they were inside of a country already, Mm -hmm. right? It's, it's a, a slightly different scenario. These are people who were trying to keep them out, you know, so we're putting them in a certain scenario and, um, and the Jewish folks were, they were getting set up for, um, the death camps. So I think it's different with that regard, but
0: just to play devil's advocate, I mean, the Germans were the natural Citizens of that land, so they were putting them in those camps. Like you said, I mean, obviously they were setting them up to get them out of there. But from that regard, like the the, the natural citizens of the land were putting foreign citizens in camps. So I think that the comparison in less than you know livable conditions or or sub you know livable conditions, I, I think that that's more so what she meant, not that it, it mirrored.
1: Yeah, I you mean, know what I mean, so I think sometimes we got to be clear because sometimes if you're very um, inflammatory with your language, it helps you miss the mark with the message. Uh, there were German Jews. Well, there were German Jews. That's cool. There were German Jews <laughs> who were German. I know. And we heard you the first time. I know. Uh, there were German there Jews who were German. There no need to insert German. that in there. There was the, Both of them?
0: Keep going. Like insert what? Keep going.
1: Keep going on what? Finish your statement. Please. I don't know what you're talking about. Finish your statement. I would if you wouldn't keep quit, quit, quit interrupting. Could you stop doing that? Finish your mm-hmm. statement, please. This is so, foolish. We have things to do. It's very foolish. So
0: keep going. Yes,
1: I will. Thanks. But not because you asked.
3: Okay. Keep going. All right. We we, we, we press the time. Guys. Yeah, so, we are.
1: Um, this is stupid. Keep going. All right. That's what I'm saying. What, what are you talking keep about? Keep going. Uh, so uh, what I'd say is uh, the difference is, um, yep. Lost my point. So continue. Right.
3: I mean, obviously it's, it's, it's something that, that needs further discussion. Maybe we'll talk about it at a later date. I know we had one, um, additional first things first, but, um, so I'll, i instead of playing the video, I'll kind of just cover it, maybe bring, bring things a little bit lighter. Um, the BET awards, um, one of the highlights from the BET awards was, was obviously. Please that-
0: don't need to lighten anything. Just, you don't have to say, I heard you when I make a counterpoint. That's unnecessary. You've done that before. That's unnecessary to do. Hmm.
1: Well, you, we're having, having a kind of conversation. Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? So you can disagree with the point, but there's no need to say that.
1: So it wasn't about the point. It I heard about, you. I heard you. Like, it was no about the fact that. that you said it twice. And we, I said, we heard you, actually. I didn't say I heard you. If you want to play semantics, nah, it's no semantics, be cute. That's it's fine. just the facts. But it was unnecessary. It's the facts. What was unnecessary you is you saying a lot, you know, there's but, no if, need to but do that. there's also no need to speak over what I'm saying.
0: I wasn't speaking over what okay. you were saying when I said that. I made a point that you didn't agree with. And no, I, didn't. I said, I disagree. He was like, okay, yeah, we heard you. Like, there's, that's unnecessary.
1: So what happened was you said you disagree, right? And I was okay with your disagreement for the fact. The fact of it is, oh, it's okay. You disagree. But then I continued on from your disagreement and started the conversation just to say what I had to say. And then you came back and said, I disagree a second time. And that's where we went off the rails. Yeah, cause for the record. Gonna right, We got we got to sun, sun me. We gotta, we I'm, I'm sunning because sunny. so yeah we a sun. Yeah, we got it we got it like So nah, I nah. didn't so so first off my nah. tone wasn't like that. We, we are first we off heard my you. comment didn't sound like that. Yeah, we got to we got to move sunny. on. So, so we gotta, okay. Like we'll we run on. it back whenever you get the chance.
0: We got to move on. We got to move on. How about that? You can run it back on all your platforms folks. Uh linktree
3: the the tire still there
0: right?
2: Yeah, we good. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, We rolling. All right. All right. Just well, like we rolling here. <laughs> Well,
3: since we are pressed for time, let's go ahead. No, no,
1: and no. Move. Let's go to the second. Let's go with the last one. Oh,
3: the, the, oh, the last I mean, one. We did not
1: need awards. to talk
0: about no B T Awards. Yeah, it's fine. Let's, let's move right. on. We got go a call. What
1: we got next? Are we not going to do VEX Sports?
0: <sighs> we can do that after. No, uh, 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 we can. I mean, you you It's 9.30, though. You know what I'm saying? 30. So I know you, I just want to respect our time. To Respect her time, like rather. Right. So if you want to just go ahead and get into the monologue.
1: Oh, let's, uh, color or get, well, oh wait. no, no, let's do, let's do, uh, you want to do you glow girl first? That's pretty quick. And then we'll switch the color. All right. Cool. Uh,
0: we here at the Vex Intellects love the ladies and I, I love the switch. I love the transition. To show, oh, we got to stay professional. Yeah. Oh yeah. After all that. Uh, <laughs> and to show our appreciation for the ladies, uh, each week we have a segment entitled you glow girl. Where we highlight incredible feats done by women, uh, who'd like to go first?
2: I'll go first. All right, I'll make my right. Make why make it yeah, quick. Make it make it quick. We uh,
0: hey man, don't who you got? Don't do uh, no oh man, um, <laughs>
2: let that man live. I have uh, <laughs> Michelle
1: Obama or somebody.
2: Um, just for my uh, you go girl, real quick, I want to highlight Miss um, Raven Magwood, um. Miss Raven Magwood, she is a author and a motivational speaker. Um, And apparently she released her fourth book, um, I think this past month at the age of uh, 26 years old. Um, Her book is called The Seven Practices of Prosperous Women, A (laughs) Spiritual Woman's Guide to Success. So apparently Mm -hmm. she she loves talking about uh, uplifting women um uplifting her black sisters and sharing her uh her experiences uh to get you know her i guess her story to where she how she got to where she is um uh, i like the fact that she was a high school valedictorian at the age of 16 and she got her bachelor's degree at the age of 19 um so i think that's real dope um like i said she already on her fourth book at the age of 26 years old so um just wanted to shout out Raven Magwood for that. Uh, keep doing your thing, and uh, you glow, girl. All right. Wow. Glow girl. All right, you glow,
0: girl. Glow, girl. All
3: right, I'll go next. Um, I'll, I'm going to, and I know I'm going to butcher this name, and I apologize ahead of time. <laughs> I probably butchered her. So. Um, Joy Harjo.
4: Yeah. All right, yeah. all right,
3: all right. She um, has just been appointed the U.S. Um, poet. Laurette, is, is that, am I saying that right? Laurette. Laurette. Mm-hmm. She's actually the first Native American to hold that title. All right. Which is really big. Um Joy has championed the art of poetry or soul talk as she calls it for over 4 decades. Um her poems um are carriers of dreams, and knowledge and wisdom. Um so, you know, it's it's something that uh, they they did a whole piece for in the LA Times. Um, so um, feel free to check that out, but I wanted to kind of highlight that because you know, th- coming from um, being a Native American and and this and this is the first time this happened, I think it's just major, and I wanted to kind of highlight it here today. So, uh, Joy Harjo, you glow girl, All right. Glow girl,
0: you glow
1: girl. All right. So I'm up next. So I want to give a shout out to Cardia Brown. She is um. Known by me as one of the Gullah Gullah Geechee queens of cuisine. Uh, She's been doing her thing on the cooking circuits for five to ten years. I've been following her for about six or seven years. Um, She has just announced today that she now has a a new show on the Food Network called The uh, Delicious Miss Brown, Mm. which premieres on uh, July 28th at 1130. Uh, one of the folks in my crew is going to be shot in Charleston, Cardia Brown. You glow girl,
2: Cardia Brown. So she the real Cardi B, <laughs> right? The real Cardi ah, B. Well played, <laughs> Cardi B with a K. Okay, <laughs> we'll
0: okay. take it though. <laughs> well played. All right, I uh, excuse me, fellas. I'm gonna cheat again and do two. Uh, mm. the first one I want to highlight Meghan? is uh. Nah,
2: she did the the the, the uh the bikini, uh, Woman beer crush bottle crush.
0: pickup WCE <laughs> trash Everything can. trash can. What's the, what's the girl's name from my,
1: from the Clermont <laughs> Lounge? Uh, <laughs> uh, crushing beer cans. The <laughs> the first
0: uh, nominee that I have this week is a uh, Suzanne Shank. All right. All right. Uh, a Savannah, Georgia native um, all right, all right. and a self-made business tycoon. Uh, she is a billionaire. Um, she's one of right. the most powerful and successful women of any race on Wall Street and in American finance. Uh, she's a graduate of Georgia Tech. Uh, she has a BA there and uh, the Wharton School um, at the University of Penn. All right. Uh, MBA there. Uh, Shank is the co-founder, CEO and president of Cybert Cisneros Shank & Co., a trillion-dollar municipal finance firm that has literally overseen a trillion dollars Hmm. in transactions. Uh, She's also a philanthropist that donates to programs that help inner-city youth, uh, and she sits on the board of trustees for Spelman College and the Detroit-based Skillman Foundation. Uh, She runs her company out of and lives in the city of Detroit, Michigan. So um, I just want to say to Suzanne Shank, you glow girl. All right. glow girl. And I got one more Um, had to highlight this one as well. I also want to send a shout out to Sarah Boone. Uh, She was named the fire chief uh, for uh, the city of Portland. So for Portland uh, fire and rescue, she is the city's first black, not just black woman, first black city. um, Excuse me. No, 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 actually. I'm sorry. So yeah, she is the first black uh, you know, Portland Fire and Rescue chief, but also uh she was it was announced by the first black city councilor, uh Joanne Hairsty uh of Portland uh as well. So I just wanted to to highlight that as well. So to Suzanne Shank and uh to Sarah Bone, you glow girl. All right.
2: All right. Oh, let me add real quick. Shout out to uh Rihanna for officially being named the uh <laughs> The richest female musician in the world. How you gonna? Are you going shit on that, dog? Come on, man. <laughs> no, the richest female musician in the world. Okay, good job, good job,
1: <laughs> good job, your boy. All right,
2: that's that's my music shit. Like you wouldn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand. It was that's, just that's, like, that's pretty damn big. It it's is big. big. It's big. I agree.
1: She surpassed Janet Jackson.
2: Yeah, she passed Beyonce too. Obviously, You're
1: well, it's just for this year. <laughs> right.
0: For This year, like as far as. Yeah, worth anyway. Yeah. Congratulations, Rihanna. Congratulations, right, come, Rihanna. Love Rihanna. Rihanna. We do love, love Rihanna. Yeah, we, yeah, all. Yeah. we still hey, love Rihanna. Absolutely. I don't care what's
1: going on. We still love Rihanna. Hey, hey,
0: hey. Okay, that was an annual uh, music list. They, hey, uh, they oh, okay. do that Every year. Yeah. And <sighs> she did get it. All right. All right. <laughs> hey, all right. No, if you can talk about Megan The Stallion. Hey, no, don't <laughs> no, do
2: that. Don't Heaking do that. Picking up trash don't on the beach. Don't do that. Let me get this. <laughs> Let Let me get, get your Rihanna, Rihanna off. You're going to get your Rihanna off no, get no matter Rihanna what. Rihanna huh? shot off. <laughs> Listen,
0: it was no. in context that no, we spoke of her earlier in the episode, and I just wanted to highlight that she was trying you to get out of your way. Yeah, you Fully out environment. of your way. Hey, look. Rihanna making some money for herself. went Out of your way. Ain't helping. A sweet she baby dolphins, a, dolphins uh, <laughs> off of the, the coast,
1: keeping l- lays keeping tater chips pack. Your boy has been muted. <laughs> uh, six pack plastics she, off of the, up, the beach. She's
2: picking up ruffles potato chip bags next next off the beach she drops it like it's hot. Huh?
0: <laughs> 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 and picked it up. Uh, uh, all right, so I think I think
1: uh, <laughs> I think we're on the uh, main topic next.
0: Right. <laughs> Are we ready?
1: Hey. I don't even know where flow to drop right there. Yeah, I was, man, I was, I was about to go, you, but I, you know, yeah. hey. So uh, this week, uh, we're going to talk about mental health uh, in the black community. Uh, so, you know, mental health month uh, just passed, overarching. And as you may or may not know, July is minority mental health month. And we at the Vex, Mental want to have a quick conversation mm. about awareness and just talking through it. Uh, from a black perspective, as well as a man's perspective, as you may or may not know, Jared Dam is a certified counselor and mental health advocate, along with being an all, all around Mr. Nice guy. <laughs> 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 uh, so before we get too far into the to- topic, we did actually invite a professional to weigh in on the topic. Uh, we invited uh, Dr. Pierce Thompson. Let me give her a call and get her on the line. Hello? Hey, is this Dr. Thompson?
5: It is.
1: A.K.A. Patricia. <laughs> hey
5: <laughs> Welcome okay.
1: to the VEX Intellects. Thank you for having me. Yeah, sorry we were a few minutes late. Uh, oh, that's all right. But very glad to have you on. So um, I'm going to say a little bit about you real quick. Uh, Patricia is the CEO and founder of Silver Lining Psychology, uh, and she is going to be our resident expert on the show tonight. Currently, she specializes in executive coaching and has developed some great techniques around mindfulness. W- mindfulness. Uh, she uses these techniques with the um, executives that she coaches. Of course, you can learn more about her at silverliningpsychology.com or by picking up her book called The Consummate Leader, uh, A Guide to Inspiring Growth in Others and in Yourself. Though she is uh, currently specializes in management consulting and executive coaching, she gained her PhD in clinical psychology and has done some great work uh, within the Atlanta community. So um, welcome, Dr. Thompson.
5: Welcome. Thanks again for having me. Yeah. All
1: right. So uh, before we get into the topic, I just wanted to ask you a couple quick questions about you and your background. If you want to tell us a little bit about your background and tell us what inspired you to become a psychologist, that'd be a good place to start.
5: Yeah. So it's interesting because my um, undergraduate degree was actually in sociology, um, and I mostly fell into it probably because I was young, didn't really know what I wanted to do, and just found sociology really interesting, kind of thinking about the different um, aspects of society that impact behavior. Um, But by the end of the time that I was finishing that degree, I really decided that I wanted to work with people one-on-one instead of just kind of studying and writing about them. And so that was how I made the decision to decide to pursue psychology and actually um, moved here from Canada, which is where I'm from, um, to get my um, master's and PhD at Georgia State.
1: Okay, great. So uh, you are the North, huh? Shout out to uh, Toronto Raptors.
5: <laughs> yeah, I'm still on a high from that. Actually, if I'm being honest. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: I remember the post. So, go Raptors. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so, um, so I, I know I, I mentioned earlier that you wrote a book. So uh, tell us about uh, the inspiration that inspired you to write it, and if someone was to read your book, what are two or three things that you would like for people to know? Uh, on your philosophy when it comes to leadership and mindfulness.
5: Yeah, so it, it's funny because I never really thought that I would want to write a book, but my clients always asked me for reading materials. And I had different books that I could recommend, but one that didn't have the exact right spin on it that I wanted. So that was why I actually ended up writing it, where I really wanted a book that was practical in terms of how to become a better leader, but also required the person to do some deeper work, just because I think that so many leadership books make it seem really easy, and they'll say, like, you know, the three steps to becoming a perfect leader, and they don't really require people to do any sort of deep exploration. And so I've found that the best leaders are really the ones that are the most self-aware and really willing to look at themselves. And so the book is really a guide that helps you to to do that, both by just becoming more self-aware, which I think is foundational to not only being a good leader, but just I think getting through life in the best possible way. Um and then also just really focusing on emotional intelligence, which again I think um really benefits you in all areas of your life, but especially in the workplace where you have to deal with a lot of different people and the better that you can understand them and yourself and kind of adjust yourself accordingly, the better off you're going to be. And so, um, yeah, I I just think understanding yourself on a deep level is really the best approach to, I think, success in life in general.
1: Awesome. Sounds like you are taking that holistic approach, (laughs) kind of trying to dive a little bit deeper into perspectives and into the individual in order to become, a better human being and a better overall leader kind of bringing that humanity, uh, out into the leadership skills.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I think so much work is focused. I I mean, I think a lot of people just think of work as work and they don't really think of the human element of it, which is weird considering that it's people doing the work. And so, um, that's why the understanding of people and emotional intelligence is I think so important for, for being a great leader.
1: Awesome. Good, uh, good insights there. Any questions for Dr. Thompson, guys?
4: No, no. no.
1: Okay. Okay, cool. So uh, we're going to go ahead and dig right in. Uh, yeah. A quick stat about uh, mental illness. Um, according to the National Association on Mental Illness, 18.6% of adult African Americans are living with mental illness. Uh, that's almost one in every five people. For me, it's a very um, sobering statistic when you think about the uh, perception uh, of mental illness when it comes to our community and uh, the lacking of resources uh, that we have to actually treat the, treat the illness or to get treatment. <clears throat> uh, when, when I was doing some research for the statistics, it also told a story about the use of those mental health services within the black community. Uh, they, they did a study between 2008 and 2012. And sh- the study show that only 6.6% of black men and uh, 10.3% of black women actually use these services. Uh, so I just want to take a take a step back and see if there's any high level thoughts from any anybody on the show around why you think that statistic is. Uh, how do you feel about it uh, as we uh, take a deeper dive into the three or four areas that we want to attack?
3: Uh, I want I want to talk about this first. Um, so. As um, Jameson, you know, alluded to, I am a big um, mental health um, advocate, um, but also um, I suffer from severe, severe depression and anxiety, and I probably have most of my adult life, if not my entire adult life. So, um, you know, when I hear stats like that, the roughly six percent of of, of African American males and the Roughly ten percent of the um, African American females. Um, it does hit close to home because when when I was going, I was on my lowest, and you know it's you know rough patch where I'm I'm at home in a fetal position crying. Um, you know I'm being um, pushed to go to counseling. Um, you know even even mentioning the word counseling to um, my family was was a bit you know strange because it's like counseling. And you know, and I think the first thing that was was you know stated is basically because I'm I'm from the south, so first thing stated is oh you need to go to church, you ain't praying hard enough, and um, hmm. you know it's and it's disheartening because it's it's not like I want to feel this way. It's not like I want to just I would love to be able to flip a switch and you know it just not happen and and I not have to go through it. But um, you know I had to you know, be brave enough to actually, you know, do it. Cause I was at a point in time where my life was on the line and, um, to, to do that and then start talking, having those uncomfortable conversations with your family, you know, when they, when you mention you're in counseling and, you know, you, you get the crazy looks from your aunt or, or, or you know, you, you know, you're the first lady of the church to have to have to be off your other aunt and saying, you know, mm-hmm. you, you need to. Are you? Do you have a church home, or you praying enough? You know. So mm-hmm. those those conversations was 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 very hard. I mean, now I've I've been doing it for about four years now, and and it's gotten a little easier. But you know, to, to, to try to push someone else to try to do counseling, that's no, they're not. They 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 can they have finally accepted that Jared. Damn is doing counseling, but they they hadn't accepted the fact that they they could do it themselves and help themselves.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay, so it's kind of like it's become close to home for you, but unable to get your community to yeah, participate. That's that's very hard.
5: Yeah. I just want to say, I mean, the fact that you're sharing the story, I, I I commend you for that because I think really being able to normalize it um, will give other people more courage. I actually um, know someone and their son has adhd and you know we know that the gold standard for adhd is like giving medication and um you know his family has been reluctant to do that because you know they think oh he just needs to focus a little bit more he needs to try harder that kind of thing and but by being able to talk to someone else whose son actually had ADHD and had medication and benefited from it, that person was able to have their eyes opened a little bit to be at least open to considering the possibility. And so I really do think the more people that share not only their struggles but the ways that therapy has helped them, um, it might help other people. So, again, I just really want to commend you for, for sharing that because, you know, with the stigma, not everybody is willing to do that.
1: Yeah definitely cheers to you
3: thank you i mean it's it's um it's definitely difficult i mean i, I feel i feel you know happy once i do it but it's just it's just mm-hmm. getting getting towards pushing the fact to to, to be that vulnerable to be open mm-hmm. up to people cuz you know we talked about doing this um topic for a while now and So I just assumed I'm gonna cry, and I ain't never <laughs> cried in front of y'all yet. So it you was, haven't.
1: Wait, you haven't? <laughs> not on Not on the mic. No. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so I was
3: I was a bit nervous about it. And, and you know, even today, I I, mean, I think I ended up sharing a, a post of some thoughts that I was having a, a, about it. I um, uh, you know, it's an, another organization that I, I, I work with that I I kind of gave a testimony to on on Instagram. So it's every time it's like it's just opening your soul and it's, it's, it's rough, it's raw. And, but I, I think what helps me to continue to do it is the feedback that I get afterwards. I, I tell people mm. that that say, Hey, I'm so glad that you, you said this because I, I was going through this and I needed to hear this. and,
5: well, and I think, too, like just letting it out, there's for a lot of people, there's an additional layer of shame on top of it. Yeah. And so by being courageous and talking about it, you're kind of saying, I'm not going to be ashamed of this or I'm going to, you know, fight my way through it. And so I think it gives you a, a sense of relief as well, just to be able to talk about it. It does.
1: Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I, I don't think I could have written this any better. Uh, <laughs> you guys and in your uh, initial dialogue on the topic actually covered, not covered, but touched on. A few of the points that uh, I wanted to hit today, uh, one of which being you know, how religion plays a factor and you know, how the social pressures and the normalcy around uh, counseling and mental illness uh, play a factor. So let's dig. Let's take a second. Let's take a pause on those two and uh, dig in a little bit deeper a little bit later. Uh, let's get a quick hit from um Juan Juan. I was like what's like Juan Wick Wick and uh, your boy (laughs) see if they have anything to say and then uh, we can move into our main topics
2: um uh, this is T.O. speaking by the way I I don't really have anything to add to that um you know I think you pretty much summed it up um you spoke on the ADHD thing um I will say my experience with that um has been pretty interesting because my son uh, has ADHD and uh, when I met my wife, that was something that was disclosed early in the relationship. Uh, So, you know, I guess that I would know going in, you know, what I was dealing with and being that uh, I never had that experience before or been around that, I really didn't know what to expect until I started seeing um, certain behaviors and I was like oh okay so this is a real thing you know cuz like you said some people say oh um if he's acting up or can't sit still just you know uh spank him or whoop him him, hands, you know yeah. whoop him or, you know yeah, but uh-huh. it, that wasn't the case you know and um it was to the point to where he's actually he actually takes medication um he still do uh, he's gotten better now um, as he's gotten older um but I remember when he was around six, seven, eight, um, it was really a struggle for him. Um, but it was kind of crazy because he understood what he had, even at a young age, Mm. Um, he knew he wasn't, you know, like the other kids or something wasn't right. And I remember certain situations where he would forget to take his medicine or, you know, and he would go to school and normally he's a quiet, a uh, kid, a studious kid, so we knew when we got calls from the school, you know, we knew that he didn't take his medicine because the teacher would call and be like, Cole wouldn't stop talking. He wouldn't say that because he, I mean, he actually couldn't help it. And um, And it was a situation where we tried not to punish him because, you know, probably it was our fault that he didn't, he didn't take his medicine for that day or he was rushing, you know, to get ready for school and he didn't have time. And we was just like, kept our fingers crossed, hoping nothing happened. But (laughs) it was, uh, it was several times where we kept our fingers crossed, but we still got that phone call. (laughs) We was like, you know, so we, we had to explain to him that, you know, um, you know, you're not in trouble. You know, we, we understand what, you know, what's going on. And, um, I just want to say that as a father, um, stepping in, um, being a young father, like that was, you know, pretty, uh, pretty difficult. Um, not, not really knowing how to handle that. Um, other than just making sure he has his medication. Um, and now, uh, like talking with him now, you know, he's actually about to go off to college and, um, like he knows how to deal with it. Um, he knows, when he cannot take his medicine and be okay um and because he he don't like the way it makes him feel sometimes right. um so I'm glad that he's you know educated himself enough you know to know he has the problem and he know how to deal with it moving forward being that he's going to be across the country in California we can't be there with him at all times right um but if I can add anything to that piece uh, I just want to you know just add my little experience with that um I mean, I
3: think that's I think that's big, uh, because it, I don't know if you, um, James, if you had this on, on your on your list to talk about. Um, but the medicine part um it—that's a you know therapy is one thing, but the the taking medicine is a whole different uh, you know beast in itself. Is is yeah. it's you know having the feel that you have to rely on something yeah. outside of your own body you know, yep. to help you to feel better. And, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, and it's, it's, it's hard to sit there and, and do on a daily basis. It's hard to sit there and, and um, you know, just allow yourself to, to, to know that you need that type of help.
0: Uh, Doc, Dr. Thompson, is that a U.S. thing or, or from your knowledge or range of experience where, you know, just throwing pills at, at kids or, or is that like a, a global phenomena? Good question.
5: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it, it, it does vary across culture, but I think um, the U.S. is probably more prone to that. I mean, you know, you see all the ads for, you know, every kind of pill. And so, I mean, I do think you want to be careful about not as a first line of defense, depending on what the issue is necessarily throwing medication at it. But we also know that for some conditions, medication is kind of like the gold standard, you know, yeah. Um mm-hmm. For some depression, for instance, if it's mild or moderate, medication might not be the way that you necessarily need to start. But if it's severe depression, you know, medication can help to lift the symptoms enough so that therapy can have more of an effect or that you can actually feel like you can get out of bed enough to try some of the interventions that might be suggested. Um, but yeah, different, different, I guess, mental health issues have different degrees of, I guess, physiological components to them. Um but, but yeah, I would say the other thing is too, a lot of times you'll have um, family doctors prescribing medicine and while I think that's better than nothing in some cases, they might not have the same level of, well, not might not, they don't have the same level of education in terms of dealing with those kinds of medications as like psychiatrists do, And so, you know, people might not even be getting the best effect that they could get from medicine, just depending on who's prescribing it and their level of expertise. Hmm. So, um, it's so a lot of interesting factors to really be, be navigating in mental health. But, I mean, there is a physiological component to a lot of these things. So, again, like I don't think you can stigmatize yourself, like just like if you had, I don't know, allergies or, you know, or um, diabetes or something and you could take a medicine that would help you with that. Um, I don't necessarily see the harm in that.
0: Yeah. My brother, um, had ADHD as well. And he used to, uh, have to take Ritalin (laughs) and, um, you know, he had gotten to a point to where he was like, "Mom, I can be good. I promise I can be good. I just don't want to take that medicine anymore. I hate the way it makes me feel, you know, Mm -hmm. I just, I just don't want to take it out. Be good. I promise. I just was curious on that.
1: Thank you. No, I think that's a a great point. I think that's a great point because, um, you know, I was borderline ADHD when I was a kid. So, uh-huh. uh, and there was always the conversation of, are you ADHD or are you just a badass kid? Right? Or are right. you just a troublemaker or are you just too curious or, you know, whatever those things we, we, um, characterize ourselves as. Um, and so I never took any medicine and, you know, for the most part, <laughs> you know, I, I think I, I paid attention and learned what I needed to learn, but I think, uh, you know, some of it is about you know being challenged and being reached uh, as a kid, uh, and sometimes I feel like if you're not in the right environment, uh, that that you could be distracted and you don't pay attention, and you know a lot of different things uh, can contribute to a diagnosis and or a misdiagnosis, uh, and sometimes uh, I know you said it's a very cultural thing as far as prescribing pills, etc. But in my you know, unprofessional opinion. I just feel like, uh, you know, maybe we are quick, very quick to to uh, typecast or um, pigeonhole or position someone as having a condition like ADHD.
5: Yeah, I definitely think ADHD is overprescribed. And I do think that um, there are things we know like about children running outside for recess and that that can help them to concentrate. But the way that schools are set up is that they're expected to spend much more time sitting down and they're getting rid of PE and, you know, all those sorts of things that um, can actually help them to focus. So I I do think that it's overprescribed. And at the same time, I also think that there are instances of it that are misunderstood. as just bad behavior or not being disciplined. So I think both exist.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Good question, uh, Juan and good uh, commentary, everybody uh, on the topic. So oddly enough, Jared, Dan, my uh, first question was, uh, (laughs) how does religion in the black community (laughs) factor uh, into uh, the distinction between uh, the folks that uh, have mental illness uh, and the folks that actually seek help? Uh, You know, can you pray away uh, mental illness or or, or what are the feelings for the for the conglomerate about that? Couldn't find any empirical data to support, uh, you know. And what this is or any surveys or anything like that. But uh, I did find some anecdotal evidence uh, that folks were saying, hey, you know, it happened to me. It, it, clearly, uh, in your first first comment, you spoke about hearing that from your aunt, which who happened to be a mother of the church and or someone else like, hey, you're not praying hard enough or you, you got to focus on God. Uh, what is everyone's thoughts on this and um, any personal experience around around the topic?
3: Well, for me, um, it it that attitude actually damaged my relationship with God, um, huh. because because of the fact that so many people in my life that I respected and I loved that they they kept telling me that I'm not praying hard enough. I'm I'm you know I'm not reading my Bible. I'm, I'm not you know I'm not devoted to 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 God enough. Um, and and I wake up with this this issue every day and. My mind, you know, continuing to race, and and I'm I'm upset, and I'm basically, you know, at work trying to compose myself so I won't, you know, cry at work. So I'm going to a bathroom in a stall, crying silently, wiping my eyes, and coming back and, and working. <laughs> so it got to be to a point for me. It was like, you know, you want me to pray to to to, to this being, this this entity, mm-hmm. and I'm freaking struggling like this. And so, it took a long time. Like you know, as I mentioned, I don't, I've been doing therapy for like four years. But it took like three three years for I for I even was even remotely interested in repairing my, my relationship with God because of that. Because because I had to hear that all the time. And and even even still, you know, you, if you post something or you say something or you see something, and, and someone says, "Oh, I'm I'm," you know, "you need more prayer and, and everything." I, I just it still rubs me the wrong way. It's like, you know, nails on the chalkboard for me.
1: Mm. Okay, good feedback there. So, you know, I'll jump in real quick and just say that uh, I never really had a conversation about, um, you know, where I am mentally and what's going on with me in depth uh, with folks in my family. Uh, but what I'd say is, is that anytime there's an issue in my life. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is pray about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you talked to God lately? You know, yeah. what, what is, what is your spiritual life look like? Uh, you know, and I think, and and I think I have had a lot of frustration with that being the answer uh, for the, every problem that you have. Yeah. And so I could imagine how I would, how I would feel if I said, Hey, I'm 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 crying every day, or I can't get up the energy to go to work, or I'm depressed, or you know whatever whatever that looks like. Um, and I would say, you know, everybody's you know shit. I'm depressed sometimes. I sit on the couch all weekend and not do shit. Is that lazy or depressed? I don't know. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, when I do it, I, I'm thinking about my life and where I am and what I should be doing and what I'm not doing. And so I could say I have everybody struggles with life, right? right? Does it mean I have depression? I don't know. I'm not. I haven't um, haven't haven't gone that far with it, but what I'd say is is that the answer that I've always gotten, if I ever bring something up to my mom or someone in the family, is, "Hey, how's your relationship with God?"
3: Yeah, I mean, I I, I think I think it's. um, I mean, now you know, kind of having having to to hear it for so long, I think now I got to a point where I I got the rebuttal for it, I got the answer for it. But beforehand, it it was rough and. And and now you know you, you just kind of have a you know a real talk and I'm like well you know, God helps those who help themselves and you know and I and I need help and you know the, the Bible says seeking ye shall find
4: mm. you
3: know and so and so I I am seeking the knowledge I am seeking help because <laughs> yeah. I need help.
1: Say knocking the door yeah. Yeah. I shall
3: so, be open. So uh, <laughs> along with my relationship with God, I should be able to heal myself. And then when I drop that little bomb on you know. Get a little quiet. True. <laughs>
0: so. It's the God in you, good brother. You <laughs> <laughs> say, good brother. Yeah, the
5: good brother. <laughs> the good brother, Jared
1: <laughs> That's funny. Well, yeah.
5: I, I was just going to add um, I don't think it has to be either or because, I mean, there right. is research that suggests that having a spiritual life and having a community and maybe it's mostly the social support that does it can be really helpful in terms of people's mental health and their Absolutely. overall sense of. Well being in life. But by the same token, I mean, it sounds like if you're getting a lot of messages that are related to judging you or suggesting that you're not doing something correctly or that you're not trying hard enough, I mean, I can totally understand how that would undermine, you know, your relationship with God. Or I think also if you were praying a lot and you weren't getting any relief from your mm-hmm. symptoms, then what does that mean? You know, that's the whole other layer of perhaps guilt or shame. Um, and so, I mean, I think a spiritual community can be really beneficial if it's a supportive one. Um, but the problem is that a lot of them are not that supportive. You know, I was at a service a couple of weeks ago, actually, and the minister was talking about bipolar and kind of making a joke of it and saying, you know, you only need God. What's with two personalities. And like, totally misrepresenting what bipolar is, but also I was just thinking there's a huge group of people who are getting this completely unhelpful message. And what if somebody in here does have bipolar, which statistically they probably do. And so, you know, I think it's irresponsible sometimes some of the messages that the ministers are giving the congregation, particularly given the need in the black community for mental health.
1: Absolutely.
2: If I could, if I could ask a quick question, um, since you just spoke on that, it just made me think how, how does that make you feel in your profession? Um, being that what we talked about so far, um, knowing, uh, the symptoms of, uh, chronic mental health or just mental health overall and knowing that there's a deeper issue. Um, And like you said, you sitting in service and hear a pastor um, just kind of say, God is the answer. God is the answer you know, Jesus and talk to Jesus Um, like that. That'll cure you uh, of everything that, you know, that you're seeking and you sitting there like, no, this person (laughs) needs to talk to somebody like he needs more help than that right now. Like, do you battle with that? Um, Being that this is your profession is to um, help people, um or uh, do you fi- is it is it kind of like a weird feeling uh when you hear those messages like like you just spoke of of the pastor like make, making fun of the bipolar situation?
5: Yeah, I mean, it's frustrating just because yeah. I I know that people don't need to be hearing that and I think yeah. um you know, but for some people I think just praying probably is helpful to them if they don't have something that's very severe. Um I mean, if I were to look at it scientifically, and I guess this might sound a little bit weird, so I don't want to offend, but I mean, positive <laughs> expectation can help with things, right? And mm-hmm. So that's yes. why that's why placebos sometimes help, right? That mm-hmm. just have it, your belief system can help you to heal from certain things, but I think for things that are more severe. Or if you've been trying and it hasn't been working, then you don't need to be shamed into thinking that you're just not good enough or God hasn't blessed you in this way or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's where it really does a lot more harm than good. And then people don't get the help that they need and they struggle for a lot longer than they need to. So it's really unfortunate.
0: Yeah. I, and, and, and you know, with the, the spirituality and with religion, uh, that aspect, you know, that's uh, just to kind of circle back to what she talked about like it doesn 't have to be either or uh you know for a lot of people with with spirituality that that's that 's their hope that there's there's a better world that there's 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 better so you can work on your internal issues you know and and, and talk them out uh with a professional and, and also you know study your word and and, and fellowship with uh you know of like minded people to you know just kind of
3: yeah yeah i mean i agree i I think i think um when when you when you're facing something like this um you have to heal yourself mind body and soul yes and so and so you know the mind part if you you, whether it's medicine whether it's therapy um you know the, the soul part spirituality however you however you choose that whether whether it's whether it's church whether it's you know, meditation, whether it's, you know, whatever, you have to focus, you have to have that part. And also, um, pieces that we hadn't really talked about, the physical part, um, uh, because, you know, that was a game changer for me, actually. Hmm. You know, that piece, trying to, to work out, trying to do more the cardio outlet. Yeah. What, what, outlet, yes. Melo, but, melo, and then, but like then like internally, a, and I, and I oh, the doctor yeah, can speak yeah, about yeah. that as yeah. well, but it, 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 it helps. Like melatonin or something like that. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, it helps, you know, just to kind of, you know, give you in, put you in a, in a clearer space, so yeah, you sure. have to attack that mind, body, and soul. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, man. Good comments on that. Um, I can we-
5: add one thing on that. Sure I mean, they, they found they found that for mild and moderate depression, um, exercise is as effective as medication. Actually, mm-hmm. and there's also a lot of research that we're finding now about the link between inflammation and depression. And so, mm. if you have an anti-inflammatory diet, that can actually improve your mood symptoms. So it, it's all very much connected.
1: Are you advocating for keto now? You're a keto doctor now?
5: I am not a keto doctor. No. <laughs> 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 okay, okay. K- keto. <laughs> no, that's a great point,
1: though, and something uh, we should definitely all think about. I've been uh, more annoyed and pissed off now that my diet is not uh, keto or anti-inflammatory, so maybe that's a place to look. <laughs>
5: Well, actually, fruits and vegetables are also linked to improved mood. And I don't know how many fruits you can have on keto. So <laughs> different, different studies will tell you different things.
1: Of course. Good point, though. Okay. So uh, great, great commentary there on uh, religion, how it plays. So the second thing I want to attack is uh, spankings. Uh, how does corporal punishment factor into uh, mental illness? Uh, I'm going to be honest. Uh, when I was growing up, you know, I got spankings. You know, my, um, my dad, uh, he would be annoyed by something I did or didn't do up to standard. Uh, my mom would complain about something and my dad would say, hey, there's a problem here. In order to correct that problem, you know, you might get a hand, you might get a shoe, <laughs> you might get a belt, <laughs> uh, you might get anything. Uh, but uh, that was normal. Uh, in the way I grew up. So <clears throat> I'll preface this conversation to say that uh, <laughs> France, uh, as a nation, uh, recently as 20, 2017, has made spanking illegal. So you cannot can no longer Ill- legally uh, spank your kids uh, in France. Oh. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, they, and they're and they known as a very liberal country. You know, they, they do very liberal things and they're kind of, uh, for better lack of a better word, they lead the charge on some humanitarian things. And they don't always get it right. But uh, I would say from a policy perspective, they, they've they done a good job uh, in that regard or done a, uh, depending on who's listening, a good or bad job. <laughs> but um, uh, I want to. I want to reference a few studies. So there was a study uh, done at the University of Michigan uh, found that children who experience spanking have mental health problems or have a greater uh, probability of having mental health issues uh, as adults. Uh, they, uh, there was a article in Science Daily uh, that explained the study. It showed that spanking could lead to emotional issues later in life, including depression, uh, suicide attempts, binge drinking, alcoholism, and or even uh, illegal drug use. Uh, and uh, have, have any of you guys heard about this? Or are you familiar with this as a construct?
5: Um, yeah. I mean, the literature tells you that spanking is it's not the best approach to disciplining kids. Um people are resistant to that I think because culturally that's just mm. what they're used to, or they say, well, I turned out okay. Um, mm. but if we're looking from a statistical perspective and probabilities and odds, there are better approaches to dealing with misbehavior.
3: Absolutely. See, I'm kind of torn on that.
1: And, Me too, actually. And,
3: and, 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 it may, and you know, to your point, it may be my upbringing and, and how, how, you know, my, you know, just my culture, but, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, for, for for me, well, let me let me be clear. I didn't get a spanking. I didn't get spankings. I got
1: whoopings. What? Oh, okay, I was about to say, what? Okay. I got whoopings. I'm talking say, about- Where with, are we going with it? You got with, beat. I was about to say, you didn't get no spankings? No, I
3: got whoopings with extension cord. <laughs> Like, like right. That's what I got. But, um, you know, I think the times when, if I look back on it, you know, objectively, which is kind of hard because I was getting my ass whooped, but I think the times where I looked on it objectively, I uh, yeah, I probably deserve some of the whoopings, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I didn't deserve any of uh, Perfect angel. Yeah, oh, yeah. not me. Uh, you know?
1: Are you sure you're not Jesus? Zeus? <laughs> was <laughs> just an inquisitive young lad. You know,
0: uh, took the PlayStation slogan uh, "Challenge everything" literally. Oh, yeah,
3: that would do it. That yeah. would do it. But I, uh, I, I, I got some of those I earned. But at the same time, you know, looking at it, you know, now as a father, um, my daughter, um, you know, and I know she struggles with anxiety issues now. Um, I don't I don't think it's as severe as as mine. Knock on wood, hopefully not. Uh, But, um, you know, a lot of a lot of times, you know, you know, when she interacts with, you know, my co-parent, my wife, uh, my mom, you know, and, and of course, you know, Young adolescent girls—they they, they had that tumultuous relationship with, with their with the females in their life, uh, so they're ready to kind of just skin her alive. Um, I I'm more interested in, in the why on why this behavior is happening instead of hmm. getting ready to you know go ahead and, and correct. Yeah, and, hmm. and so in, normally normally, and I can see how that study you know about. You know the depression and the drug abuse and everything because you you know if 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 you if you react, you don't feel like you're being heard, and if you not feel like you're being heard by the people who love you the most, then you know no one else outside of those walls are going to hear you, and so now you're, you're just trying to cope with the pain. So I, you know, granted, my daughter is not an angel. Sometimes she deserves an <laughs> Nobody's an angel, <laughs> but but I try to get to at least least to, to figure out the, the the why this is going on just just so she can you know um, voice you know and, and talk about it and I, and I like to think that i you know we keep open communication that way so you know i because I, I don't want her dealing with the stuff that i'm dealing with i do not want her going out this road at all
1: got it
5: well, i think part of the question too is what are you trying to model when you're spanking someone in terms of how you deal with issues. Um, Slavery. And, you know, (laughs) (laughs) if you want to go there. But, you know, like, I think it's really ironic if someone gets in a fight, let's say a kid, and then they come home and get a spanking and then it's like, okay, so what are you, what are you trying to teach this child? You know, Mm. like that kind of thing. It's a, it's a very mixed message. Um, And, you know, I just think that if spankings worked, I mean, there are probably a lot of people who are in lives of crime who were spanked a lot as children, so it's not like, you know, they're necessarily changing people's behavior significantly. I mean, I think you can think of a lot of examples of people who were spanked and turned out well, but there are a lot of people who were spanked and did not turn out so well. And Mm -hmm. so the justification that, well, spanking was what made me the person I am today, I think falls flat, at least to me, when I think of various people who have been spanked in all kinds of outcomes. Hmm.
1: Fair point. Good point. So, you know, a couple different thoughts I have. I have, uh, I have. I have a couple notes I have here. So, one, um, you know, we've all heard, you know, I think we mentioned it earlier uh, spare the rod, spoil, oh, spoil the, child, the child. Right? Reference is inherent. <laughs> it is. Black <laughs> <money we're laughs> <saying>. hey, <laughs> hey, is it black community or is this yeah, Bible yeah. reference? Yeah. I think both it gets, it gets a little bit gray in there, right? <laughs> so I think it's a Bible reference, but I think Southern Baptists and yeah, and I regular see. old color folks <laughs> yeah. uh, definitely reference it a lot. I mean, I, I've referenced it. I've thought it. You know, I have uh, people and kids in my family that I think, man, they need some more bankings you know, when I think about it. Uh, but, um, you know, on the reading I've done here and the research I've done, you know, I was, I'm already not – I was not really um, – A big proponent of spanking, but after reading some of the stuff I read around this topic, uh, I'm even less a proponent. But I think um, there's a couple, you know, there's a couple things I'll say are probably ahead of where I need to be uh, right now in the conversation. But, uh, you know, it takes a lot more effort to have a conversation and to do something other than spank. Right. (laughs) Because spanking has that um, immediate reaction. Uh, that uh, that you're looking for, that satisfaction. You get the satisfaction of saying, okay, this person has received the message I'm delivering. There's no doubt that they received it because they're over there, they're crying, and they've gotten the punishment that they deserved, quote unquote, uh, based off of what they did. And so there's probably 10 times, 10 more things you could do and much more time you could take to do those things, Um But, uh, you know, we, 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 um, we go back to those slave days. Like I was saying earlier, like, is this really something that was left over from, (laughs) Hey, you act out, you're going to get beat like slavery. And I, and I'm not talking about only black slavery, but Mm -hmm. if you take it back to, you know, when the Bible was written, you know, there were slaves and indentured servants and, um, you know, slave masters reference, uh, books and passages in the Bible to say, Hey, you know, you've got the Mark of Mark of Cain or, or all of these things uh, that they can use uh, to make us uh, feel like we should obey or that we're supposed to be getting beat. And so my question would be. Um, is there a gap in like knowledge? You know, why would our parents beat us? These studies about spankings and things are somewhat contemporary, but they were out there. Like, so, so, so why are we still hanging on the to spankings today?
2: But Dr. Thompson, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the purpose? Well, I, I would say that is the purpose, the whole purpose behind the the whoopings or the spankings is to inject fear, right? You want to put fear in me that I won't do whatever I've what, done again. Um, so that's pretty much the whole purpose, I think. And then I think it's also, um, I guess you could say a a a cultural thing like well they're doing only doing what they know what was you know because it was done to them so it's passed down I'm going to spank my kids and then
0: I oh, don't know, man. Some of them whoops from my dad. I felt like he was taking out the day on me. Yeah. Shit, I'm joking. I'm
1: joking. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been. Shit, a- you ain't joking for me. Like, now, I heard that. Now, I that. now, that's extra. You know, your Look, dad I had a bad too. day at work. <laughs>
2: shit. Now, yeah, shit. I'm, I'm not counting the dad had a bad day at work. Type <laughs> thing, you know? Are you fucking up some shit yeah, or you being know, too curious cuss, while you're trying to build you know, something? Cussed out his supervisor. Now, you done came home. I am the outlet. I remember
1: backside. Look, I have one memory. Like just to just to cut the conversation. Now I have one memory that is related to that conversation. <laughs> my dad was trying to get some shit done in the basement, and uh, I was not paying attention, not doing every wanted. It's the only time I was only like nine. Only time I ever thought my dad would kill me. Right. <laughs> we all, thought all we, only, we all only, thought we was gonna die, but that was the first time I thought it. <laughs> 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 and so he had a uh, he had a stable gun in his hand right so just oh. show you how how naive i was <sighs> Man, it's he was like don't you don't you know how, he didn't Use it. On oh, me. okay.
3: Yeah, but fear, like, you scared. You you scared. I'm trying to. He
1: Shook. was like, he was like, he was like, he was like, boy, don't you know I'll kill you? <laughs> you better it's listen fear. to what I'm saying. Fear. And so no, one, they ain't gonna kill you. No, one, they ain't, gonna you. No one they ain't gonna kill you. Yeah. Fear. So uh, it's funny, right? And so uh, I think you're right when you say, is it all about fear, right? Yeah, just, I think a lot of it's about fear, but it's just it's it's, it's similar to what's and I, and this is a, a totally different conversation, <laughs> but it's similar to Crime and Punishment, right? So going to jail is like the spanking um, for criminals. And it's so crazy when you think about it in perspective of, <laughs> hey, you know, we are reinforcing that negative behavior. I was watching to watching a story um, on Netflix the other day called I am a killer. And this guy, he he um, he was a petty, th- petty thief, went to jail, started getting um CM as they call it like uh, confined management uh, which meant that he was on his own like he was it's not quite solitary but it's the same concept very little exposure to the world and every single time he would get out he would do something crazy and it just seemed like yeah. the more he got beat or downtrodden or spanked the worse his behavior became and so I wonder like as an extrapolation to spanking like how does that relate?
3: I, you know, for me, I, I think um, I think cultural is is it's just it's. This is a white it. guy, by the way. Oh well, so, I mean, <laughs> I mean, because I, I, I think I think it's I think it's family. I think it's cultural, but mm-hmm. I, I do think it's family um, first because whatever is passed down throughout your family, whatever the traditions that that I have, that that always trumps, you know, just regular knowledge. And if, an example of that is and my mom probably going to kill me for telling the story but whatever um do we need the do we need No 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 it's not, it's not that cuz uh. I'm not in it No I'm not in it so it's, <laughs> just, no, just kidding um, but um my mom who has a degree in zoology hmm. has a minor in botany was sick right strep throat well, I don't know, strep throat scratchy throat whatever She listened to my grandma my dear who, who Lord rest her soul passed the tenth grade, maybe. And told and 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 she listened to Mudil say, what you need to do is drink some turpentine, and that's gonna sit there and help your, your throat. Mama, wait. <laughs> ha, mama, <laughs> you drinking turpentine and you and I and I told her, like, Madil didn't pass 10th grade. You got two degrees. <laughs> Did you think that was a good idea to drink paint thinner? Well, I mean, I was sick, and so, (laughs) the power of family, like, because this is what something that she she did, or or maybe she read it somewhere, maybe it was Oprah Inside Edition, because she used to consult them quite often during that time frame. I don't know, but (laughs) it's like when your parents are telling you to do someone something someone
0: in your family suffering from mesothelioma, <laughs> 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 right? So it's
3: like it's it's crazy. So when you when you when you look at something like, something on a, on a, on the lines of of beating, spankings, whoopings, whatever, yeah. I mean it's it's hey, well this is how it was done. deal got a whooping, you know. Big Mama had got a whooping when she was a little kid. I, I'm gonna get a whooping, and then and then Jared gonna get a whooping, and and Jared did get a whooping. One time in the tub, there was disaster. Never mind, whatever.
0: <laughs> what? Only once. Well,
3: <laughs> <laughs> because uh, nah, I never, yeah, I sleep you know, in the tub no more. Like, like I was oh, alert.
0: Okay.
3: Nah, makes
1: sense. Feet, my brother I got your feet. <laughs> <laughs> any, uh, any. Uh, so, any final comments on uh, spanking, uh, Doctor Thompson? Yeah, I guess the, just the one the last
5: thing I would say about spanking is that it teaches you perhaps what not to do, but it doesn't give the children skills in terms of what to do if a similar situation were to come up because Mm -hmm. it's all just about the punishment and not teaching strategies in the future. So, you know, um, I think, you know, you give a consequence obviously, but I think also helping the child to think through what they could have done differently or even role playing it or thinking about different approaches, I think, give them many more tools to be able to deal with issues in the future than just thinking, Oh, if I do this, I'm going to get spanked.
1: So, and this is me just asking a question, right? So spanking paired with conversation is better or should it just be a different consequence? I think it's a different
5: consequence. Yeah. I I don't think spanking needs to be part of the equation. And, you know, as someone who doesn't spank my own son, I, I, and again, this is probably cultural because I wasn't spanked. I couldn't bring myself to spank my kids. Like I, you know, and so I think that there has to be, I think maybe there's some intentional fear that people are trying to do, but I also think that it's just anger that people are getting out. And so, um, I don't think it's all just, someone doing it in a noble sense of wanting to teach and better someone i think there are a lot of other dynamics and emotions at play beta
2: (laughs) yeah it's hard to differentiate the if if it's fear or if
5: daddy had a bad day
2: like which one is it (laughs) yeah yeah for sure feels like yeah
1: (laughs) it's you know here was funny though is that uh your mom is from Bermuda and your dad's from Jamaica. I would have expected you to be spanked. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> if I, if youngest, I look at it culturally,
5: so... <laughs> I'm the youngest. So but I think perhaps by the time they got to me, maybe they were. Oh, you're tired the baby. Oh yeah. Yeah. They
4: were tired. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, well, get. <laughs> <like it.
5: laughs> I was a good kid. I was a good
1: kid. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I, uh, I
3: think it's interesting because it is the the. The times where I, yeah, my, my dad has whooped me. And when he did, it was like you know, rubber holes off a refrigerator or. <laughs> what? Weight belt. Yeah. Like, weight oh, belt? Yeah, weight belt. <laughs> wow. But huh? uh, the weight belt was uh, on the hands. <laughs> On the metal side. Yeah. Unpacked. No, no, no.
0: <laughs> well.
2: Maybe. Dang. Maybe. So, a, what did yeah. you do? Was this oh, a
0: loser leave town match? <laughs> <or>? <laughs> yeah. It didn't right. feel like it. And all I was ready to leave town. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> <you> <laughs> huh? but I, I, Yeah. But
1: I'm going to show you some
3: wrestling. <laughs> Yo, all I did was break a life <laughs> picture. It was crazy. <laughs>
1: um, but. But the- Sorry for laughing over your story, bro. <laughs> no, I'm gonna get him out of town
5: tomorrow.
1: <laughs> I apologize for interjecting. No, no, it's perfect. <laughs> though. Yeah, yeah. Look, it was perfect. You though. know I love the wrestling uh, reference, I so know. I'm, I'm <laughs> good with it. <laughs> but
3: I think the I think the crazy thing is uh. the scariest part was the, the times where he did talk to me because I didn't want to talk to this man. Like even now, if he. If he I'm damn near 40 years old. So you to just get it over with. Yeah, right? just, hey, man,
0: just whoop me just, so I can go. Can you just yeah. whoop me?
3: it will be a time where he'll put me in the car and we just drive around Shreveport and he's just talking. Wow. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, Try my God. i to talk to you, boy. You don't- please just pull <laughs> you over and whoop listen. me. Please. I was like begging for whooping. Like, please pull over and whoop me. So it, there is something to be said about that. It is.
2: <laughs>
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I wanted to, uh, you had something else you wanted
2: to say? Uh, no, nah, I just had a the okay. thought. You want to share sharing no? Uh No, the the whole talking part. I think the only talking part that I got was, um, "I'm only whipping you because I love you." Oh, oh, oh. oh I forgot to and, add that in my a, list. And uh, as a kid, as a kid, that's pretty confusing. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> hell yeah, good one, your boy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, what? At, at times I felt like, don't feel parents, like love. I felt like my parents didn't love me. <laughs> of course
0: not. Go back to the spiritual conversation. You know, a lot of people feel that way uh, with spirituality. Like, you know, if God is love, then why does he allow a lot of the, right. the bad things, you know, yeah. to oh, happen man, in the world? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: And then they, but then they also, it's like so contradictory, right? Because yeah. they say God is love, but then they say he's a vengeful God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so yeah. it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. different.
5: Good the New point. Testament God seems a lot friendlier to me than the other.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. I <laughs> ain't yeah, like, no throats yeah. or nothing yeah. like yeah. Yeah. that. It was cool. Hey, look. So, 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 only thing I'm going to say is if you guys haven't seen the show Vikings, God, I haven't. It's going to challenge your, your faith a little bit. Because <laughs> so, stuff is crazy. But anyway, enough of that. So, uh, I want to leave a few resources for parents. Uh, and if you're a parent, and struggling to uh, teach your kid the right way to go uh, we've got uh, some websites you can look up positive parenting uh, parenting beyond punishment um, they have a, a, a and a positive discipline tool on a website called um, save the children so a couple quick websites you can look at
3: and maybe if you um if you send me those links we can put that in the show details um, so our listeners can That'd be dope and take a a listen and look at those resources.
1: Awesome. I've got one more link for us at the end of the show or two. Uh, So I know we've we've been on the topic for a while. I do have a couple more quick items I want to talk about. So the last, second to last one is uh, income disparity and access. So I looked at a study um, around income disparity and it showed that there has been virtually no improvement, uh, in the average ratio of black to white income, uh, over time. If you look at the median family income in 1968, uh, just after the civil rights movement, uh, the African American family income was 57% of the median white American income. In 2016, the ratio was 56%, uh, it was very striking uh, when I heard that, uh, when I when I read that. So I'm a little bit curious, uh, what impact does does um, finances play uh, when it comes to talking about resources and having access to uh, mental health?
0: It's funny that you say that. I actually just looked at a video and uh, read up on the Homestead Act yesterday. I wasn't mm. super familiar. I mean, I knew about you know the New Deal and uh, redlining and. Uh, You know, the Civil Rights Act of 1968 and what that was supposed to offset, right? But um, I I didn't know, like, the Homestead Act where they actually gave (laughs) the
1: tax breaks and stuff.
0: Yeah, and land. Uh, And you had to work the land for five years and it's yours. Um, so that's it. Live on the land. You have to actually live here and work the land and, you know, obviously, you know, provide some some resources. But you you get to own the land after five years. And they gave that to, you know, Irish immigrants, Italian immigrants, like all of these other groups, mm-hmm. you know, of, of of settlers and people. Um, you had to be 21 years of age and you had to be head of household. and They were given five years. So wow. when you talk about wealth disparity, you know, most families accumulate wealth uh, and pass it down through real estate, you know, right. through home ownership. Right.
1: Um, so I just wanted to pull up a factoid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, and I want you to finish your comment, but Homestead Act was signed that the law in May 1862. Um, so go ahead and continue. But I think yeah. it's striking. Like when you talk about the disparity. Yeah. You know a hundred and six years before we even had rights,
0: and when you talk about reparations, you know, and then people uh I know we we touched briefly on the show about uh what Mitch McConnell said, and you know what right. some of the uh you know conservative pundits say, "Well, why should we have to pay for that blah 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 it's like well listen you you benefit uh from generations and generations mm-hmm. of you know uh of a head start you know and in in this country, this empire." was built on free labor. Right. Yeah. <laughs> free labor. And like I said, you you have created roadblocks at every turn. So, I mean, a lot of the things that we're talking about within the community, right, and um, I didn't even intend to go here, but think about it, is passed down, you know, so spirituality. Right. Yep. Um, we're talking about stress with uh, income, <laughs> income inequality. Uh, what else do we talk about? We talk about corporal punishment, you know, mm-hmm. passed down from slavery, you know, mm-hmm. and passed down generation to generation combination of all of these things right. <laughs> all together you know what i mean it, it all ties in together you know i just i'm sorry i, I just thought that was interesting
1: no mm-hmm. no no apologies needed because yeah. i think that uh i think that's kind of you you, you picked up on kind of what i was yeah. mentioning earlier when i was talking about you know is banking passed down from slavery yeah. right hey you you act out i'm a beach ass. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, are these
0: get this good old religion, boy. That's right,
1: that's right. This cat and
0: slaves do not
1: uh you're <laughs> supposed to obey your master now. That's right. <laughs> I think it was the term was massa back then. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then when I was referencing like, you know, when the Bible was written, right, and how uh there was a distinct change between, you know, ownership and in and, and how people perceived um obeying and how you had to fall in line differently than you did. You know, I'm still a Christian. I don't want to get anybody the wrong idea out there. I think it's uh, healthy to challenge. But I think, yeah, I ask think, questions, yeah, yeah, I think that is, you know, when you're in a divinity school, I like <laughs> I got a funny comment on hell, actually, by the way. Sorry, Dr. Thompson. I'm going to take a departure real quick.
0: Don't try to ruin it to get your youp <laughs> uh, <laughs> in there. <Yep. laughs> I know y'all
1: hate the youp. I'm going to come up with something new in about a month. No, I'm working good. on it. So not ruining hail, but <laughs> I'm doing yoga, right? Started back doing yoga. <laughs> and uh, Adrian from Yoga with Adrian, <laughs> in the first episode of her 30 Days of Yoga, it says, She's like, she makes a mistake. She's like, ayo. And I was like, ah, oh, you bitch, <laughs> you dirty bitch. <laughs> Sorry, Dr. Thompson. I just had a departure there. Toxic masculinity. He could go a whole episode. <laughs> he could he not oh, go a whole episode. That's right. Oh, sure. oh, oh, Patricia! Not sure if you've ever
0: heard the show, <laughs> yeah, but that's exactly. just our uh, self-policing mechanism when someone Fused yeah, something
1: toxic. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, to hey, hey, shout I out know. for you being a, you. a listener yeah. to. Hey, glow yeah. yeah. girl, and,
3: and you also know that, that Jameson gets it quite often.
4: Yeah. so <laughs>
1: Thanks, Jerry. League Lamp. leader in in uh, uh, bells wrong. I'm league,
0: the and Babe, babe Ruth. The and lots of strikeout statistical toxic sads. category. Yeah. <laughs>
1: lots of strikeouts and lots yeah. of home runs. Just call me He's Babe he Ruth. Is in the Raptors. Yeah. All pro. <laughs> 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 oh, gosh. that's perfect. <laughs> okay, but, so uh, so I, uh, I, any any com- more comments on income disparity? Yeah, I
3: mean, I don't I don't know. Like, I, I think growing up. You know, you know, you watch TV, you see people sitting on the couch talking to a therapist and everything. You know they charge like a hundred dollars an hour, and you like, Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so you like, I can't afford that shit. I'm gonna have to. I want to just deal with how to deal with. And 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 no one, no one talked to me. You know about you know mental health growing up. No one talked about you know going to see somebody. No one talked about hey maybe our insurance can cover it. No, that none of that, that stuff was talked about. None of that stuff was even thought of. I don't, I don't, and you know, my, my mom had a nice job. She worked for the state, so I, I'm sure she had the insurance. But you didn't really think about it, it because it wasn't the focus on on mental health at that time. Yeah. So when you think about you know counseling and, and therapy and sitting on the couch in a hundred dollars a session, you like, dude, you want to stay, and and that's where it came from, dude. You want to stay and break. Like you need to get some of this devotion. You know what? You need a vacation Bible school. We're starting yeah. up right here this summer. So right. Right. that was the that was the cure. Yeah, that and revival
5: halfway through yeah. the year. Yeah. So
3: <laughs> so <just> maybe that's <laughs> what it was. And, and so I, I look at that and, I, and, and when I when I think about that, yeah,
0: I wanted to uh, touch back on really quickly with the uh, the you know the the income disparity. Thing. Uh, I know for a lot of black men that that's contributes directly to a lot of mental uh, health issues like depression specifically um, you know, a feeling of uh, inadequacy, you know, a feeling of not being a, and I'm doing the air quotes right now, being a man, uh, not being able to provide, not being able to, to hold it down. I, you know, I know that affects a lot of, you know, man, um, and I kind of went through it a, a bit myself in 2013 when I lost my first, like, you know, I've been working since I was 14 years old. You know, I worked at Arby's. Uh, your boy, over here, he knows. Uh, and, uh <laughs> right across Yeah, the, yeah, yeah worked right through high school, worked through college, um, you know, all my adult life. And that was the first time that um, I did not have gainful employment. And, uh, and I don't have any children or anything. It's just me. But... You know I, I kind of had some more understanding for why why a lot of men feel that way because at that time you just feel like, man, what I, you just feel worthless. You just feel like, "Wow, you know I, what is my purpose? What am I What am I here for? You know what am I good for?" So mm-hmm. I just want to touch on that
5: mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would just say that you know, in general, I mean, obviously um not having resources is stressful. And, you know, a lot of mental um, health issues can be exacerbated by by stress. So I think they can disparity Mm. effects in that regard. But, you know, I did my postdoctoral fellowship at Grady Hospital um, where, you know, most of the people there were All the Atlanta folks know. (laughs) Right. And so, um, yeah, it's a public hospital in Atlanta. And just from an access standpoint, you know, it wasn't uncommon even for someone who could get into treatment to maybe not be able to afford bus fare to be able to come every week. Or, you know, people would apply for social security disability. And we kind of knew that they would probably have to be turned down like four or five times and they would have to persist to actually get um, accepted for it. And so it really isn't made easy for someone who doesn't have a lot of resources and, you know, Um, sometimes they would have to get lawyers to try and get, you know, disability when they clearly needed it. And, you know, that just adds another hurdle. And so, you know, it just requires a level of persistence that, you know, if someone has severe mental health issues, they don't even necessarily have that because it's hard. And so um, it really is an additional challenge, I think, and something that I think we as a society need to do a lot better in in helping people with.
1: And then just to, to piggyback off of that, when you couple that with your family saying go to church or read the Bible, it just exacerbates the uh, financial aspect. Mm -hmm. Uh Um, And, and, and and that's a great point. It's funny. I was going to uh, go on a diatribe about, uh, you know, when I was self-employed and I think I met you, Patricia, around this time when um, I was transitioning from the uh, concessions business over to, just trying some other stuff out, you know, uh, right before that, I thought about driving off the road one day, <laughs> mm. like, Hey, you know, let's just end it. You know what I'm saying? Look, when I'm I was f- down. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I fucking, you know, I've tried a few things and, you know, it just didn't work out, you know, fuck it. And it's been, and actually there was a lot of stuff that worked, right. But uh-huh. not being able to have that conversation or having that resource you know, it, it gives you that, you know, a fleeting thought, not something that I did anything about and <laughs> not something that I actually really made any move for, but I felt helpless. Right. Yeah. And at the time, yeah. even though it was a feeling, a fleeting thought, I think it was a fleeting thought because I did have a strong family connection. I did have a connection to the source, you know, where I came from, you know, yeah. my father, my mother, their parents, their aunts, their uncles. It's like I knew, you know, where all that came from. Uh but when I think back to that time, where would I be if I didn't have that? You know, what about all the folks who aren't connected to their parents or connected to something in society, you know, other than whatever they're working on for the day? You know. Um, I think you I don't know. know if you guys
0: saw that that gamer, uh Atika yeah, he took his I life. Yeah.
1: yeah, just to. So I
0: think we'd be remiss if we didn't uh, just say R.I.P. Man, right? You know, right. He took his life just For to sure. piggyback off of what we're talking about here. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you. I, I didn't think about um, actually doing it, but I had gotten to a place to where I understood why someone mm-hmm. would feel that way.
3: I um, yeah yeah you yeah, know I, I makes me I hate that uh, that you all you know went through that and but for me i i can appreciate the fact that y'all are, you know can enough to say that cuz for oh, yeah. for me yeah, it's true right, for me i think about death every damn day
0: you want to see uh, like, uh, what my uh, <laughs> i have an alert set for two <laughs> hey, uh, times a day let me let me tell you what it, what it says
1: i know a specials you can find at uh, opencounseling.com <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Patricia, you can't see this. Yeah. All right, Patricia, are you good on time? I know we've been going for a while. Yeah,
5: no, I'm I'm, I'm all right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All
0: right. What? Well, yeah, yeah, read it, read it, read it. Uh, and it just kind of puts things in perspective. Yeah. Uh, I'll explain. It. I mean, if someone just saw this, like if they were set it on my shoulder, they would probably think that was kind of morbid. But it just says, uh, all caps. You're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> uh slash, it won't kill you. Yeah. Smiley face. So just to put things into perspective, whatever you're fretting about, whatever you're tripping about, we're all going to die. Uh and whatever, also, you know, with that slash is uh, whatever you're faced with right now, it won't kill you. Yeah. So, I mean, it's be for, cool. Hey. Yeah,
3: for for me, it's, it's easier. It's easier to 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 deal with it when you know when I'm I'm exercising, I'm properly medicated, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm able to, to talk. But they there, you know, and so every day i'm thinking about death every day hmm. i have a glimming, i have like this 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 snap where I, I think about yeah i probably should i probably shouldn't be here you know like <laughs> but i think i think because of where i am and cuz of the things that i i I've, I've been able to work on it doesn't stick it's not you know it's it's just there and it's gone when beforehand, when i wasn't in the the best spot um you know, it would be like a snowball effect where it was just, you know, I think about it and it's in the kind of role. And then, you know, before I know it, I'm in my closet eating, um, Chocolate lava cakes from Domino's and, hey. and watching. Uh, I used to love chocolate lava. Everybody loves chocolate <laughs> lava cakes. Chocolate really.
0: lava that cakes. That was keeping me alive wow, for a minute because crunchy cause I was,
1: little yeah. crust on it with the wow. donuts. Oh, I feel like I feel like uh, Homer Simpson right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, donuts.
0: Oh, shout real? out to uh, Dolly's Donut. Dolly's uh, is opening up a location this Friday on HowlMill Mill Free Promo. Sorry. <laughs> I love
2: that place. And Dr. Thompson, these are all the guys with horrible diets. Mm -hmm. All right. uh, I am. (laughs) Body roll 19. uh, He already ran. I'm not a part of this. Look, look, look. I I can say
1: this. like, uh, you know, Patricia's her husband. He is an ex-pro basketball player. So. Ah. So, uh, your boy, she understands. Uh, <laughs> uh, Please don't judge us. <laughs> you, you judge me. Chihuahua I said that my intentionally life. for you to judge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck you. you. Say <laughs> <laughs> Cakes, Ch- 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 no, for
3: real talk, I yeah. would go in my therapy session. I was like, yo, I was, I wanted to kill myself, but I, I was watching Lucha Underground wrestling. And eating chocolate lava cake in well, yeah, that hey, saved my it, life. but if the chocolate <laughs> yeah. lava cake He'll save your life, and she was like, "Whatever it takes, <laughs> yeah, I'm good." She was like, "Whatever it yeah, takes, I'm good." Um, with so chocolate
0: lava cake was lit.
3: yo. And Litter. I am two times a
2: day for a week. I was yeah. I was living off of. So wow, yeah. Um, I I do. Um, before, can I just say?
5: Can I can I just say one thing about death? I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't say this. Um So I I think like for some people actually thinking about their death can be beneficial if they're thinking of it from the standpoint of like, I'm not going to be here forever. So I want to make sure that I make the most of my time when I'm here. So Mm -hmm. for some people, it's it's really helpful and and can um, inspire them. But what I would say is that if you're listening and you're at the point where you're feeling hopeless or where you're thinking about how you would do it or like having a plan or that kind of a thing, then I would just encourage you to reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Life plan. like we're kind of joking <laughs> yes. about it, but I just want to like, no, 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 no,
3: no, like Yeah. No. Yeah. Hey,
5: because that's, that, you.
3: that's that's when I got, that's when I had to really get some serious help when I start coming up with the plan. So no, you, uh-huh. you you make a very good point.
0: We should put that in the yeah. um episode <laughs> notes as well. Yep. The, uh, the number yeah. to the uh,
1: suicide yeah. prevention. Yeah. Thanks for that, Patricia. Yeah. Yeah. Um so you got one other thing? What
2: well, what you got? Yeah, I was I'll gonna go move just, on, forward, but go ahead. Um I just kinda wanna ask a question real quick. Um I know we are talking a lot about um mental health and um all the different aspects of that. Um me personally I just, I want to ask, I said, I deal, I think myself, I deal with, um, I think a lot of, a lot of grief issues. I don't know if that's attributed to mental health, uh, maybe um, for the fact that I lost my mom at a young age and um, being that we had a close relationship, um, I was the only child for 10 years. um, She had my brother. And it was a pretty tragic way, you know, that she went out, being that it was unexpected. She wasn't sick or anything. It was a simple car accident, coming home from work. Um, And from that moment, um, like, uh, I feel like my life changed dramatically, obviously, um, because that was a a blow that I wasn't expecting, um, that nobody was expecting. And she died at a fairly young age. She had just turned 40 years old. I was twenty at the time. My brother was nine, um, and uh, and to kind of go back to talk about the religious thing, you, um came from a religious family, just like everybody uh, here, and and I did hear that a lot. It was it was the the praying, the the God, the church, um, and to me, um, growing up in a f- religious family like that, you know, you kind of naturally latch on to something like that, you know counseling and a therapist was never really talked about um it was up to the fact that I was in college um I personally seeked out to a friend of mine who was a counselor at the school and I had a few sessions um with him for a while and this was back in 2000 when well, my mom passed in 2003 you know and being the fact it's 2019 I only done that for a little while and and now that I'm, you know, I, I was telling the guys last week that, you know, I know we're coming off mental health month and I'm hearing all these stories and I'm, I'm hearing a lot of people talk about their dealings with mental health. Um, and it made me really think about the things that I deal with on a daily basis that, you know, I'm dealing with situations that was really kind of untapped and it's been fostering, uh, festering, I'm sorry, uh, for the past, you know, 15 years, uh, and, I'm, I'm married with the wife, with the, with the son, and I'm battling the struggle of being like a dad, um, being a husband, being the father figure, being the head of house. And I'm, I'm dealing with my own situations and I never really, I guess, uh, had the, the proper channels to like express how I'm feeling on a day to day basis. And, I dealt with the natural stages of, of grief. You know, I dealt with the confusion, the anger, uh, the jealousy. Um, it's like even now, like mother's day just passed or something like that. And I still would, I feel really weird when I see everybody else celebrating mother's day with their moms and, and it's 15 years later. Like, I'm like, okay, does it supposed to feel like this 15 years later? I'm in the 16th year. This September would be uh, 16 years. And it's almost like it feels like it was yesterday. And I was wondering, uh, well, I was and I was also told um, from the jump uh, that, oh, that, you know, you don't want to, you know, depend on therapy or counseling and uh you end up getting put on medication and your mom wouldn't want that and these the type this these are the things that were being said to me so i didn't do it and so i'm naturally like (laughs) yeah you're right uh she wouldn't want me to do this and do that but at the same time um i'm like dealing with uh you know I'm, i'm having dreams and i'm dealing with these sometimes breakdowns where I'm just riding down the street, you know, anything could trigger a moment and I have no Dr. Thompson to call and talk to. And it's, is pray, pray, pray. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm like, and that's and like, um, Jerry said earlier that did kind of change the way I kind of felt about, you know, religion and the guy, like, because yeah, that's cool to pray, but it's like, you do need that Dr. Thompson to call and Like, I need to, actually talk to someone Uh right then and there to let them know how I'm feeling and what is the best way to go about this. And I I hadn't had that for the past 16 years. So I'm wondering like, is um, like right now the stage that I'm in, um, which I have my good days and bad days um, would a support group, be something that I should seek to do or, you know, what all out therapy or counseling is something that I need to do. Like just, Or just simply being, you know, a support group, like just simply being around people that's dealing with the same thing.
5: Um, Yeah, you know, I I think that is kind of um, depends on the person, Um, because I think for some people, knowing that others are going through the same thing can be really comforting Mm. Uh, for others. They might prefer the one on one. So, I mean. I think whichever approach you decided to pursue, it sounds like it would be a good one for you. You know, I think, um, you know, unfortunately in our culture, sometimes uh, we don't allow space for people to be vulnerable. Um, And, you know, and I just think like, even sometimes like just jokes, like where they clown someone for being vulnerable, or I think of like, you know, that, Michael, the crying Michael Jordan meme that's like this <laughs> thing, right. you know, yeah. Yeah. like that, that to me is like indicative of how you sometimes approach vulnerability. And even in a church setting, if you're not allowed to actually really talk about how you're feeling because someone's trying to slap a band-aid on it immediately, then you don't get to process it in the way that can be most helpful. Um, but, you know, for your specific question, I think probably either one would be beneficial. Like, if you feel like you're drawn towards a support group, then, you know, you could probably go. That's um, more cost effective. And then if you feel like you mm-hmm. need more one-on-one, then you could try, you know, individual counseling. Hmm.
2: Oh, cool. Thank you. Yo, thank you for sharing awesome. that, man. Yeah. Yeah, that was, you know. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 it's tough, man. You know, just because I'm, I'm the type of person who... Um, I came from a, a family who's really religious. So I, my, my natural thing was to be strong and to be mm-hmm. there because I have an older brother who was looking up to me at the time. And so my natural thing was to be strong for him. And in actuality, um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about my dad going through, which, you know, my he's not my biological father, but he's pretty much raised me. And so he's my like my dad. So he's dealing with what he's dealing with, losing his first wife my brother and so i'm naturally like i'm the only person in the situation who's been with her the longest i was with her before my brother and my dad so it was like Mm -hmm. um and so you know i'm trying to be strong for everyone else and um it, it really started to weigh on me after you know after you know after a while after everything you know had been processed like man you know um it, it was the, the fact that the religion side wasn't really kicking in. so I'm like, okay, this is more serious than, um, I guess going through it, it is more serious than, than what I, what I realized. You hear other people talking about, oh yeah, pray and this, but that, that wasn't, that wasn't getting it. And I knew it was a deeper issue and I knew it was something else I needed to be doing, but I, I, I guess I, I was just shying away from it because of, you know, I didn't want to be, I guess, looked at as like, oh, like, you know, why is he doing that? Or You know, it was what for whatever reason. Um, but, uh-huh. but now, um, at 36 years old, uh, it's like, I get it, you know, and it's like, I should have done this 15 years ago. Um, and I'm like, I'm glad that they had you on today because I just, you know, I just wanted to know um like what would be the best approach um the one-on-one you know with somebody but like you said, I guess it depends on like you know, where you at um but I actually
5: yeah and I think I was just gonna say if you would feel constrained in a group then you know one-on-one is probably the way to go but you know it just kind of depends on what you feel drawn to. sorry to jump in but oh no no no
2: no good thank
5: you yeah
1: yeah so um yeah. Thank you, Tio. Oh, yeah. uh, for, for bringing it home. Uh, it's it's odd, not odd, but oddly enough, <laughs> my last topic that I wanted to cover was social preppers, social. Pre- <laughs> I don't know, like secretary, <laughs> 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 social pressures, uh, and you know, trying to be normal or mm. to get. Yeah. To a quote unquote normal, what's normal yeah, really? That, mean, no, right? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, trying to be still normal, trying to Try look normal, yeah, so, trying to appear normal. Uh, yeah. So you know, there's a lot of social pressure to keep things to yourself in the black community. In my opinion, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're a star, you're announced you have an issue, uh, you get a lot of backlash and or ridicule, right. uh, like a Kanye West, for example, who says, "Hey, I've been diagnosed as being bipolar." You know, the reaction of the community is to diag to to uh, dismiss him as being an asshole or you know he's just giving an excuse because he just does whatever he wants yada 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 Trump hate. yeah Tr- Trump hat exactly all that all that all that
2: see to me it, Kanye is is see to me everybody's looking at all these other things <laughs> <Exhibit A>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to me it's it's simple like and I and I listen to everybody and I'm like it, it all goes back this guy lost his mom and, Mm-hmm. Mm. This guy lost the closest mm. person to him, the person that that he confided in with everything. It's obvious, yeah. And it, it all went downhill when she passed away. This is true. That's 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 all it is, and it's the fact that he was in the limelight like that, and I wasn't. But the the the, the similarities are like right there. I knew I saw it like immediately. Mm. the de- decline it just took some time with him because he had more responsibility than i had at at 20 you know had more uh, handlers too and he got more going on but it and it it, it was know. only yeah. a matter of time when when everything just started to fit and and he lost that voice of reasoning she was his voice of reasoning like yeah. hey you shouldn't do that no that's not a good idea right. and when you don't have that like it's 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 great it's effective and if and she was my biggest supporter. My mom was my biggest fan. She was my biggest, like, everything. You know, and now it's just, after that, it's just like, my dad, he's trying to be the man. He's trying to be strong, you know, you know, he's trying to be that tough guy. And my granddad is a spiritual guy. So he's everything, his angle is the, the spiritual angle, you uh-huh. know? So it's like, I get it. I appreciate it. But at the same time, I'm like, man, this
1: not what I need. Hey, that's not,
2: you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, that's not it. You know, like not right now. So, like, what Kanye's going through is like he—he's he, going through that. She's never coming. He's trying to come to groups with like she's never coming. But this is this is my life moving forward, and it's it's a cry for help. Like because he's always been this guy. She was just in the picture, mm-hmm. and when you don't have that man, I don't. I no don't centering. Care. I centering. Don't, yeah, she was. She was his. Just, just yeah. His his gra- gravitational pull, like she kept him like, in so orbit, and, and, and that's it. That's that's it, man. Hmm. But just yeah, I just want to throw that out there. No shit, you yeah, got more experience. experience. You have look, yeah, you have more experience than I would work, ever. But and just like just, I, just knowing a little bit. And I don't know him personally, but just yeah. knowing a little bit of how he talked about his mom, how she was in yeah. his life, how influential she was, mm. it's, it's, it's it's no question.
0: And he a Gemini, so they. <laughs> oh yeah, my son. Is
1: one. <laughs> yeah. But. So, the so just to to uh, go slightly deeper than that. So, you know, that was his experience as a a star, somebody in the public eye. Right. But as regular folks, just like you and I, you know, we'll we'll say, hey, I'm struggling with this. You know, man up, stop being a punk. That's it. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you? You know, black, white, whatever your, your, whatever your background is, that is what it is. It's the American way to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, quote unquote, um, also with a homestead I got, <laughs> and, uh, and to look inward for the answers and not to look without, to look within, not without. So, you know, what can we do there?
3: You, you you gotta you gotta do what we're doing right now. You gotta you gotta you gotta put it out there. You gotta be vulnerable. You gotta talk about it. Um, and it's gonna hurt. And I know it wasn't easy for you. And I appreciate you for really doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm about to cry. <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> I know. But that's why that's why I even touched you. and looking that way because I'm about to cry. <laughs> so you had your head
1: down for the last five minutes. <laughs> Absolutely.
3: Um, so you know, you know there, there's that I mean even you know posts that I've done I, I've I've you know wrote blogs where I I talk about where I I was at my lowest and I was suicidal and and that's hard to do but you know what that conversation has to happen and yeah. then the conversation has to take place and um and then it eliminates that that power of that those social pressures it 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 you know, it demystifies everything. And and, and Dr. Thompson talked about this, the stigma. I think that's that's a great word for it. It's we, we, we have to get past it by communicating more about it. Simply as that
5: Yeah, I think there are too many people walking around just kind of doing the equivalent of sucking it up or walking it yeah. off like their mental Absolutely. health issues. And so I, I do agree that the more people can talk about it and see people that they know, like it's not just somebody that they don't know who's in, you know, an institution, but it's regular people going day to day, having issues. Um, I think that's important. I think also just being really aware of even the messages that we're telling kids, you know, like a mm. little boy, you know, immediately, Oh, don't cry, you know, or, you know, yeah. don't show emotion. Like, the, I mean, the, I think the messages start very young. Um, and so we just have to be really intentional about what we're saying to each other, even the kind of things that we might be making jokes about um, you know I think those all can give the wrong message and so we just have to be more sensitive in general and continue to share
0: yeah I think uh, kind of to piggyback off of what you just said about making jokes I mean (laughs) you know we do toxic masculinity uh, (laughs) uh, but I think you know just again to come right off of what she just said um, a lot of people when you, when you talk about real toxicity, right, and real toxic masculinity, um, I, I think not from a social justice warrior angle, you know, oh, you said something toxic, you know, like, nah, but like real people walking around with suppressed emotion, right? Mm. Uh, a lot of people walking around holding it in, sucking it up because they don't feel like they have uh, the agency or they, they don't feel like they have the space to just, Express and just be vulnerable and just let it out, just let out a good cry or whatever. So you have a lot of people walking around real tight, real wound up because they're they're holding on to that. You know, it's you know, and I can't ask questions. I can't ask for help. I can't let it out because, you know, I'll, I'll get. Viewed away, or I'll get roasted, or I'll get you yeah. know. It's so yeah. I just wanted to add that it goes forward. the religion
2: it? thing. God never makes a mistake. You yeah. don't supposed to question don't God. Question
0: God, yeah. Um Supposed to go talk to nobody. Like, to what talk to Jesus? You on <laughs> like,
1: Have a little talk with Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him oh, all yes. about our struggle. Think- <laughs>
5: You know, I think God, just like God makes a carpenters to help you to build a house or, you know, I mean, mm. like hey, so therapist so- might be able to help you too. I mean. <laughs> oh, <what?
4: laughs> right, right. right. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, that's a great point and analogy. So, um, so we, we, um, I think we've done a good job with this one. Uh, shout out to Dr. Thompson. Uh, I do right, want, want to. Uh, give you a moment if there's any any final closing thoughts or comments you want to make I want to give you a moment to make those dr. Thompson
5: yeah um, I guess that the one thing that I would just want to say is that if you are experiencing mental health issues I think the important message is just to know that you're not alone um, you know I think uh, this this Conversation, I think, is beneficial. But I think even if you just do a little bit of searching on the internet, you'll see that pretty common at some point in your life to experience some sort of thing where you might feel like you need some help, whether it's the death of someone in your family or going through a rough patch with depression or or whatever it might be. And so, I would just say there's there's no shame in getting help. Um, I know you guys in the show notes are going to give some resources, so that's really helpful. And, um, I've just seen people's lives transform as a result of getting the help that they need and their quality of life improves so much. And so I think it's a shame to deprive yourself of that opportunity because you're too afraid to go and take the first step to talk. So I would encourage anyone who's listening, who is experiencing some sort of an issue to really take the first step towards living a better life.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for that. Uh, thank you for that feedback. And, uh, definitely if you are out there listening and you've, uh, got some questions or concerns, take the advice. Uh, Dr. Thompson shared a resource with, with me earlier called, uh, opencounseling.com. Uh, they've got 24 providers currently, uh, in the Atlanta area call offering free and or low cost counseling. So, uh, there are options out there. I want to take a moment to, uh, just uh, give you a uh, uh, off cycle, you glow girl, <laughs> Doctor Thompson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you <laughs> for uh, joining us on the Vex Intellects today, and uh, we definitely needed you to unpack the um, mental health in the back black community issue, issue, or and or subject. Uh, so uh, we appreciate your time, and uh, hopefully you'll keep listening in. And uh, if you uh, have any questions or thoughts, if you want to ask an intellect something, feel free to do that in, earlier in our DMs.
0: And Doc, where can they reach you? Uh, we just want to um, give you a chance to uh, yeah, get your info out there. Yeah,
5: absolutely. Oh, okay, yeah, you can find me at my website at silverliningpsychology.com. That's probably the best place to find me.
0: Awesome. Thank right. you again. Thank we you really so appreciate yeah. you.
5: Yeah, you're welcome. It's a pleasure.
1: Thank you so much. Talk to you yeah. soon. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. One. Alrighty. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, man, we're at two
0: hours and six minutes. I don't think we uh, need to do anything else. We didn't get to... Uh, of exports. Lot of, lot of th- yeah, I know y'all wanted it. Man, the miss, <laughs> the I know you we to hear the voice, but... So, man, the the ladies. I know you wanted to hear the voice, but
1: the music. I mean, the lady said, you're <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> they, <laughs> no, it's he, trash. But I'm gonna keep he saying putting that shot Hey, look, right, just call me Kobe. Just call me Kobe, baby. Up.
2: Oh, he in there? All, All right, right, folks. He <laughs> I hit the it's shot that, that time. time. <laughs> it's time for fast sports.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we had the uh, NBA draft uh, this <laughs> week, <laughs> and uh, Zion Williamson uh per huge went. Yeah, we're not doing this. <laughs> all right, guys. Oh, I don't have anything. Does anyone? You know what? You know no, what? Go ahead.
1: Go ahead and run needed. it, bro. Go ahead run no, it. Needed. Needed.
3: No, that was needed. <laughs> needed. I'm glad I'm
1: glad. Give him the, the voice. Give him the voice. Go ahead need
0: before that. we all start crying. All right, folks. Uh, the Lakers still suck. Jenny uh, Bus <laughs> came on at the NBA Awards last night and. She said that everything's fine. This is fine. You know that meme with the dog sitting in the room with the fire? Like, this is fine. Yeah, this <laughs> is fine. That's how she sounded uh, last night. Uh, the U.S. Women's National Team beat Spain 2-1, and they have France. They did. All right. Uh, so did. shout out to the U.S. Women's National Team for kicking ass.
1: Yeah. Per usual.
0: Per usual. Um, I really wanted to get to the LeVar Ball stuff. but I, I, w- I think we yeah. should hit that
1: just... In nah,
0: with a joke, nah. no,
1: no, no, no. <laughs> save it for next week. Yeah, yeah. all right, cool.
0: Uh, but the NBA awards were uh, Monday night. Uh, Giannis entered Kumpo. Wow, the Greek, uh, freak. the Greek freak won MVP. Uh, yeah. Pascal Masato. Siakam, uh, spicy uh, P, won most close. improved. Uh, Who else? Hey,
2: Lou. Lou Uh, got six men. Again. Yeah, Lou.
0: Lou Will got a six-man tie Jamal Crawford. like five of those. (laughs) We'll tie Jamal Crawford for most all-time three. Uh, And Luka Doncic won uh, rookie of the year. Uh, so, good.
2: good job, Atlanta, for trading. Well, uh, Siakam no. got most improved. Yeah, I said that. Oh, you did? You weren't listening. Okay, cool. Oh. Uh, what, was that? what else <laughs> yep. got? Uh, Danny Green, when asked
0: if the uh, world champion Toronto Raptors would be going to the White House, said uh, that's going to be a hard no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Tiger Woods, actually, uh, we talked about this previously, was removed from that uh, wrongful death lawsuit. So uh, his okay. girlfriend is still on the hook for now uh, in yeah. the restaurant, but uh, a tiger. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I told you did. <laughs> you. <laughs> Had the lawyer yeah. step in like, nah, mm, yeah, bro, nah, <laughs> we out here, yeah, right? So, <laughs> nah. um, and that <laughs> is Vex Sports this week. That's everything. I think that's all everything. right. Do we have anything? else? Where can we one? be found?
1: That's what I want to know.
3: Yeah, uh, we. As, if as you listen to this, you know that we are available on all podcasting platforms. Um, you know that you can also find us on Instagram at the Vex intellects on Facebook at the Vex intellects and on Twitter at VexPod. All
0: right. Well, all right.
1: Nice. Are we going to close. Well,
0: uh, thank you again to Dr. Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. For, uh, coming on. We, we really appreciate that. A lot of great info. Uh, great conversation tonight, gents. Yep. Yeah. All right, folks. Uh, we thank you for being with us this evening and uh, unpacking this very important topic. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you were here with us, and we appreciate that. Until next time,
2: stay vexed, stay blessed. It is the vexed intellects. Peace. Give peace.